I'm going to ask everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list. That's a good way to keep in touch with us and support us. While you're at HankStrange.com, Lola's constantly posting deals up there that you guys can check into. And if you want to support us, you can get some patches. Check out the Hank Strange patches there. You can pick these up on the website. And uh, I'll tell, as I've been saying for a while now, if you guys order the patches, Lola will throw in some uh, gun vote stickers from the NSSF for you. There you go. Um, thanks for that. Big shout out to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring the podcast here. I want to ask everyone to smash the thumbs up, share this video. All right, let your uh, family and friends, all those folks, know that we are live here. We're going to jump into it now. Let me um, load everyone. Uh, let me load everyone up in the screen here. All right, and I'm going to press the open button. Get this going. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, make sure you subscribe Lifestyle to the channel. Thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified whenever we go live. Okay, so we've got a guest here, Jafari of Black Lives Matter 757. He doesn't know about this, but we do this thing called jazz hands, Jafari. Everyone has to do it. Rhonda, she's done it before. So let's do the jazz hands. It's an icebreaker, man. Come on. There you go. There you go. All right. Jazz hands. All right. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on because we are live. This is episode 635 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. As I said, we have Jafari Jones of Black Lives Matter 757 joining us tonight as well as uh, Rhonda Mary. So uh, welcome to both of you guys. How you guys doing? Thank you. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Ja- good. Good. Jafari, thanks for coming on the show, man. I uh, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of folks that have had questions about Black Lives Matter. And Rhonda told us, I think, a couple of weeks ago that she actually went to an, an event you guys invited her out to. And uh, she said there's a lot of misconceptions. So that's why I wanted you to come on. Tell us about who you are, what's your story, explain uh, your organization to us. I'm sure Rhonda's going to have some questions to folks out there, myself as well. Um, So that's basically what we're doing here for anyone who wants to know. So um, I'm going to jump right in, Rhonda, if it's okay. Jafari, can you give us a little bit of background on who you are and how you came to... I I believe you're the president of BLM 757? Yes, sir. Okay. Um well, I pretty much came into activism uh, in 2016. Uh, my initial uh, start into activism was when my 14-year-old cousin committed suicide due to bullying and on April 16th of 2016. And um, that was more so of life and things of that nature. I was doing different events, uh, event coordinating and things of that nature. And um, it showed me that there were people out here that needed a voice more than just adults getting drunk. Mm-hmm. So at a, a visual at her school and uh, it was like a lot of little 14 year old 15 year olds coming up to us saying hey we feel like y'all gave us a voice um she had been you know complaining and contemplating about what was going on at the school and bullying and they feel like they said that y'all gave us a voice so uh, that pricked something in my heart as far as going on and saying that um you know there's a lot of people out here that, that may not have a voice in a, a very small gesture such as coming out to a school with a microphone uh, and a speaker and just letting them speak their hearts, you know, open it up to them feeling like they, they finally actually had a voice. So <clears throat> that brings something at me. And then fast forward into uh, July of 2016 when Philando Castile was killed. Um, I had a son the exact same age of the daughter who was in that back seat. And it was the first time I cried watching the actual news. 
Um, I had my son being that same age, seeing uh, that daughter have to comfort her mother as she watches her father pass away. It just did something to me that you just can't unsee. Um, and here locally in the 757, we had uh, an issue with William Chapman. He was killed in front of the Walmart in, uh, in in Portsmouth, Virginia, and there wasn't a lot of noise being made about it. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, speculation of stuff, people, you know, calling for different national brands of things to come here and save us. And, you know, me personally, I was realizing there was nobody that was going to come down and swoop down to save us. We had to take care of ourselves. We had to, ex, uh, you know, exonerate our own message and make sure the message was clear. So, you know, I took it upon myself, uh, along with a few other different younger activists, um, you know, young in activism at the time, I should say, mm-hmm. and just took it among ourselves to put together the 757 Unity Protest. And uh, we shut down five different cities at the same time at 7.57 p.m., all being peaceful. And you know, all the local lawmakers and everything kind of steamrolled from there in a nutshell. Okay. All right. So uh, just to like clarify a few things here, I think you mentioned something that alludes to the fact you're in Virginia, right? Yeah. Uh, what part? Can you tell us what part of Virginia you're in? Um, seven five seven is pretty much constructed of seven cities. It's called the seven cities as well around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Hampton, Newport News, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake, mm-hmm. Portsmouth. Um, that's like the main. Um, there's also surrounding cities such as Williamsburg, mm-hmm. uh, Suffolk. Um, and like I say, quite different cities. Uh, the history and the nature of this area is Hampton, where we originally started out of, and that's the actual place where the first uh, Africans were brought to in 1619. Um, so we do a lot of our different actions based out of that that sacred land, just based off of the history that surrounds Um We're also in Williamsburg, where you know the uh, you know Christopher Columbus came there originally. Um, it's the birth of the Confederacy where the uh, Civil War was fought and started right here in Yorktown. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of uh, integrated racism that's you know embedded right here in the state of Virginia, and we feel as if that you know it's the first place to birth racism. So we should be the first place to eliminate the racism. So um, I see that be in Hampton, the birth of the first HBCU as well. Despite people saying it is Howard, it's actually Hampton. You know it was birthed right outside of Fort Monroe which is, 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 they're literally a few yards apart from each other. But there's a lot of, like I said, deeply rooted history here in Virginia to be taken care of. So mm-hmm. we try to do our best to make sure the history of the area is, is noted. We try to do our best to make sure the stories that are going on here are, like I said, amplified because there's a lot going on here and people just sweep it in the rug. It's, it's also a birthplace of a lot of entertainment. I know Miss Mary says, you know, entertainers, you know, can't, mm-hmm. are not, you know, <laughs> Oh, you following her, huh? You listening to what she's talking about on social media? I appreciate her work. Um, but what that did, I do feel like sometimes they can't have influence. We're at the birthplace of Pharrell, Missy Elliott, Michael Vig, Allen Iverson, Tyrod Taylor. Um, that's it. Pharrell, uh, again, uh, uh, Teddy Riley. Um, the list goes. Timbaland, um, Missy. Like I said, the, the list goes on, and so sometimes I do feel like. Like just this past weekend, with me being violently arrested for the activism with uh, the different atrocities that are going on in the area, sometimes you do feel like, as an activist, with this being our 103rd day of, of organizing in wake of George Floyd, like sometimes if you are in an area where there is some influence, you do kind of feel like, hey, you know, throw us a bone here. Like, no, we're not just out here for no reason. We know what's happening here locally. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things you want to get into. I just want to establish some things. Can you tell us how old you are? 
For not too bad, can I'm thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. All right. You look a lot younger than that. I just want to, you know, uh, establish that for the folks out there. It's probably the beard, man. It's probably the beard. So. My beard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I had this beard, you would think I was sixteen. Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to grow my beard for uh, since I was sixteen, and I'm almost fifty. So. Hey. Yeah. It's just not. It's, everyone can't grow a beard, man. I didn't. I didn't realize yeah. that until I grew my beard. I thought it was very easy. Just don't cut your face. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't work like that. By the way, some people. I don't know where the the uh, the smoke detector is that's beeping, but I see some people saying someone needs to put a battery in their smoke detector. I don't know. That's not me. Rhonda, is that? I don't know if that's that's not you. Okay, maybe maybe it's you guys, Jafari. I'm I'm composing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a, there's a beep. There's a beep. But it's 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 all good. I'm sure we'll we'll get used to it. Uh, Rhonda, <laughs> did you wanna did you wanna start somewhere? You have some questions that you wanna get into here? So I'm just curious. Like, do you do do you do activism as a full time like job? Because I know so, some people that actually like that's their main focus. Mm -hmm. Or do you have other things? that um that you're working on now too yeah do you have a day job or is it just this right oh no as of right now honestly um with everything that's been going on in the last hundred days like i said I, I was employed prior to all of this in march but um since you no know, since you know literally technically since may 29th uh this has been the only and like i said that's why i said our 138 okay. i've been in virginia uh new york connecticut dc um, all in the last 100 days, and like I said, it's been boots on the ground, uh, meeting with legislators, meeting with mayors, meeting with governors, uh, meeting with different uh, precincts and things of that nature, full on. Um, it, it has become a full time. Yeah, understandably. So if you could just tell us what, um, if any, what's the affiliation with Black Lives Matter 757 versus uh, the national group Black Lives Matter? Well, I mean, the thing that is formulated in a lot of different areas with the Black Lives Matter, there's different groups forming to make sure that Black Lives Matter in their particular area. It's behind the motion that Black Lives are under attack and we need to be standing up in our own local area. We, uh, you know, are independent. You know, we, we aren't looking for a savior, but it is. We are making sure that Black Lives do matter in our local area. Um, like I say, with that objective being in mind, and as far as making sure that black lives do matter when it comes to racial equality, when it comes to resources, when it comes to, you know, everything that we're out here fighting for, that is the common goal and mission of it. But with every different, you know, if you want to call them chapters in their own local area, like you're not going to be able to tell me what goes on in 757, just like I can't tell you what goes on in Idaho, mm -hmm. or I can't tell you what goes on in California, too, especially even here with the even the laws in Virginia, we're a commonwealth state where laws vary from city to city, not even just the whole state. Like I can I can do something in Hampton, I can't do a Newport News mm -hmm. when it comes to a whole lot of different things. So it's so many different things. It's a Charlotte's webs of things where you can't expect a, a national something to be able to home in on a local area and its governor and uh, the different way the resources are, are, are spread out and be able to give something about if they're not from there. So it's kind of, it kind of everywhere it's kind of like taking care of home mm -hmm. and taking on things the way the temperature of that particular area is. Right, understood. So is there like a direct connection with the National Black Lives Matter? Do they fund you? Uh, where do you guys get your funding from? 
Oh, no. As of right now, um, like I said, we've been operating for, you know, four years pretty much. We've been um, just, you know, operating off the strength. If we didn't have money in our pocket to get there gas-wise, we just didn't go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until we were, just, like I said, just now in the streets for 103 days that we actually just started asking the public for anything. But other than that, we've been funded. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no fundraisers. Um, mm-hmm. There were no, like, we, we didn't have any funding from that. That's where the, the connect is. So any type of thing that, that they get funded for, the independents, you know, don't and won't. You know, I don't want to speak. They do on how to do with their okay. funding, but we don't. Um, you know, we don't have anything trickled down do, to us. Do you us. know? Do you know any of the leaders over there when you're doing this stuff? Do they? Does uh, Black Lives Matter send folks in? Do they have any kind of coordination with you? Anything no. like that happens? Okay. Again, even with this, in all the different ones that they do, everybody's taking care of home. So when you have national stuff, if, if it's in a time where you can travel out to that, you do. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, the different chapters are taking care of home, so it's not like you can outside of the march on Washington, where everybody was like, "Okay, this is a day of Black liberation. Let's all home in on the city of Washington, go towards that." Unless there's like a direct action, you know, somebody being killed or something, you know, statewide. Mm-hmm. So I mean, no. So yeah. like I said, the question: No, people don't, you know, flood in individuals, infiltrate like we're a military branch asking for, you know, military assistance, you know, Marines or something mm-hmm. like that. No. So when you so when you guys are holding um, your when you guys are holding your protests um, or whatever events that you're doing, you see the folks from your community there. The reason why I'm asking you this is obviously there's people in the chat, right? There's lots of people listening to us now. They're going to listen later. Um, if we say Black Lives Matter, they're going to hear one thing in their head. And I just want to like delineate for them whether we're talking to the national Black Lives Matter or we're talking to Black Black Lives Matter 757. Obviously, that's what you said, but I just want to make those clear differences, you know, to everyone that's out there. Yeah, so I mean, it's Black Lives Matter 757 and also BLM 757 stands for Be Like Malcolm, Be Like Martin. Change may take seven days, five years or seven centuries, but change will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say we... We work on doing solutionary, as you know, Maj would say, solutionary matters and, and mm-hmm. finding solutions to everything. We take on a lot of different issues, like like literally all the issues outside of police brutality as well. Mm-hmm. We do mental health. Um, we're currently on top of autism awareness cases, you know, cases of over-sentencing in black and browns, making sure felons restore their rights, making sure people are aware of the voting process, uh, toy drives, food drives, not that other, other entities don't do different um, you know, community-based events. It's just like say with us, like I said, it's mm-hmm. it's literally just taking care of home mm-hmm. and the name Black Lives Mattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Rhonda, did you have something? Um, yes, I did, but I just lost my thought. <laughs> Come back to me in a second. Hey. Yeah, no, that's okay. Because I see a lot of people. Um, I, I see there's a lot of comments and stuff like that, and I do want to get to people's comments and questions. You know, honestly, we've got someone oh, here I, willing I, to talk I, to okay. us. Okay, you remember? Okay, just try to hold on to it for a second, Rhonda. Obviously, we have Jafari here, and he and he's wants to talk to us. So I'm trying to establish for you guys who you're talking to before you either start making statements or asking questions, so we can make more pointed questions to Jafari that he can answer. And and tell me if I'm wrong, Jafari. You are speaking for your organization alone, right or wrong? Yes. Yes, correct. Okay. I can only speak for us. Okay. And uh, Rhonda, if, go ahead, get your thing, and then I'll try to remember mine. I'll try to remember mine. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what does it actually take to start a Black Lives Matter chapters? Because you're making it seem like 
okay, yeah, there's a national, but each state or each city kind of does their own thing. So can I just wake up the day and be like, hey, I want to start a Black Lives Matter in Mississippi, and I just want to do my own thing, but use the main organization's name. Is there some type of form or background check or anything that you have to do that says I'm the person that should be leading this yeah. in Virginia? That's a, that's a good... Uh, hold on one second. That's a good question. Uh, Rhonda, I think that we're hearing a lot of rattling from the dreadlocks on the microphone. I think it's my earring. Oh, is it the earring? Okay, something. Something is banging on that microphone. Sorry I'm about trying to, Yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you remember that question, Jafari, go for it. Okay, so, I mean, they do have different guidelines and protocols up on the actual national um, website to become a part of it, uh, where if you are interested in becoming you know, a part of a national uh, branch of it, you can go up there and, and, and type it in. As far as just being able to wake up one day and saying, hey, I want to start a chapter, uh, more or less, like I said, it, it, it does and would take a lot more, you know, than just that thought because people, you know, have done that in certain cases and, you know, they came, but there's a lot of actual work that goes into it. It's not just I wake up every day and I have a schedule in my email with an itinerary and just go for what I know. It, ha it comes with community connections with actual lawmakers, with actual, you know, city officials, with the actual community to know the needs, uh, the community centers, the boys and girls clubs, you know, the different things that are actually making an impact with things to go forth. So you can make something, you can make a page up today or tomorrow. And there are some pages out there like that where they post links from everywhere else outside of their area, but there is no actual action. We've been in actual action for four years. And, um, you know, the track record speaks for itself as far as, like, again, as far as our chapter. So as far as that, like I said, it's, it's a lot of, it's a burden and a lot of responsibility to take care of. You know, like I said, well, just this past weekend, being incarcerated, dealing with, with fines, dealing with rumors, dealing with death threats, you know, that come with all the different things that come with it. This is not pretty. This is activist life. Mm -hmm. So come out here and get smooth and get pretty if you want to. That's one thing. But, you know, even with, where we are with it now, it, we didn't hop on you know, with George Floyd or Breonna Taylor, we've been in this for four years, mm -hmm. since 2016. Mm -hmm. we, we represent at least 10 families um, who believe in us as much as we believe in them. Mm -hmm. And that's always our focus uh, as far as, you know, whatever it is, like we, we are moving in the spirit of assisting these families and any other family of a voice of a story that may go ignored. Uh, we make sure that they will never be ignored. We make sure that the people do know that there are atrocities and injustices happening right here in the 757. And if nobody else hears us, we're going to make sure that we hear us. And so we're going to continue to fight and go forth and backing up our brand, our city, our community with what we have going on because we have to stand up for our own people. Because we, we sat back and, and waited for a national or anybody. Like I say, we don't have anything against them to swoop down on us. We would still be waiting. It would still be 2016, and nobody would know who William Chapman or India Kager or Matthew Russian was, mm -hmm. even though even right now, to a degree, they still don't. But that's why we still continue to fight. Yeah. So um, let's do a couple of things here. I noticed we're getting a lot of thumbs downs. Smash the thumbs down. Smash the thumbs ups. Do whatever you want to do. We have two hours, and we're going to get into this. Um, I want to be very clear to everyone. Uh, Jafari Jones is the head of... Black Lives Matter 757, which is different from the national group. Um, do you got what's the mission statement? I don't know if we if we got that. I, I thought I asked it, but I don't know if we got an answer on that. What's your mission really? statement here? We don't necessarily have a, a mission statement okay. on hand, but 
do come together to bring forth unity mm-hmm. and uh, stand behind and make sure that there is accountability between uh, both the community and political wills and, and things of that nature. Like I said, we come to make sure that we have a unified mm-hmm. area and, and make sure that we're pushing forth to a positive change in our community. Okay. So, so I think a, maybe like a better question would be like, what are y'all's maybe like short term goals and then maybe like long term goals? Because one thing that I've noticed is that and this is when, even when I came on the show with Hank, I, I mentioned that the I, the pushback that I hear against Black Lives Matter is. You know, oh, well, why don't y'all address, you know, crime, crime in the neighborhoods and this Mm -hmm. and the other. And even early on, you were kind of talking about, oh, well, we're focusing on mental health and we're focusing on this and we're focusing on that. Like, like what's the what measures are y'all looking at to say, okay, this is working or we're just kind of taking what we can get like. Like, what's the actual goals or measures that y'all have in mind? Well, again, like I was saying, um, I say I, we're, we focus on family first. So the families that we represent, um, I say in, in the case of William Chapman being able to get a police officer convicted mm-hmm. in two and a half years, that's a story that you don't, you rarely hear in a mm-hmm. police involved shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, here locally, uh, we were actually able to write a petition for Juneteenth to have it recognized as a statewide holiday. That happened just this year as far as what we've been able to make happen. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, the, the Confederate monument, some people may think it's a big deal, a small deal. Just in the last um, two months, we made sure that that was toppled. You know, we, we brought it down in Portsmouth and that made sure it came down everywhere. That's been a four year fight. Mm-hmm. So we're actually seeing victory. Like I said, we're in our fourth year as far as what we have going on. So um, seeing who we want it elected in, and even though it's not where we want it yet, decriminalization of marijuana it's still not de- it's still not legalized but we have a decriminalized uh, making sure that felons were able to vote we were able to see that brought into fruition um, seeing all these different victories in actual legislation is what's showing us that we are being able to measure it because we're seeing this from actual um, us endorsing candidates that actually put bills together and, and for these are candidates we actually endorsed got elected put them in the seat they needed to be listen to us put it where it was supposed to be, and now it's actually a bill and a law. Uh, here in Virginia, they, they made it so that your uh, license plate, if, you're, if, you're, if your license is suspended due to court fines, that was brought back. So now if you have uh, your license suspended, you can go back to work because you don't worry about, you know, you can't get to work if you don't have a license. So we brought that. And that's, like I said, that's all in the last four years. The Ashanti Billy Alert, which is right now, it's active. It's been signed in the bill, but we have to get that active. That is where we put boots on the ground searching for Ashanti Billy, who was found... Uh, two weeks later, after she went missing, because she was in that spectrum where it wasn't an Amber Alert because she wasn't a certain age, and it wasn't the other alert. So putting that for right, mm-hmm. so seeing, seeing that for, but right now it's not active. So our next fight with that is to get that active. Mm-hmm. Our next fight is to get the reparations, even if nothing else. There's a bill called HR 40 that, is, if nothing else, is going to study reparations. It's going to study where reparation would go if nothing else. It's not saying it's giving it to us, but it's mm-hmm. going to study what everybody's asking. We don't have the answers because it's not on the table to be talked about, so we don't have the exact answer because you didn't put it on the table. Now you have it on the table, we can dissect it and see what it may be. Rather that study takes six months to a year or however, mm-hmm. then that's one thing we can do. So like I said we met like I said we every day we, we there's a problem, it seems like we're kinda all over the place because we keep getting introduced to new problems that were underlining issues from another problem. Okay. And we can 
go from there. Yeah, seems so, like seems like a lot of good things in there that I would like to get into. Um, so you're saying what you guys do is, other than the protests, you're out there uh, helping get certain people elected and doing all these things, right? There's some questions. There's some questions out there about uh, riots and and, and uh, town cities getting burned down. Is that the kind of thing that you guys are involved with here? How do you how do you look at that kind of stuff? I mean, we don't do riots. I mean, mm-hmm. we you know what I'm saying peaceful protest to a degree but a lot of times in those places like again we can't speak for those places mm-hmm. that they've been continually continuously ignored and then you see one of your community members killed slain put a knee on somebody's neck how are you going to sit up here and tell somebody oh well we understand you just saw somebody you knew all your life have a knee put on their neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds but we need you to be upset in a calm way mm-hmm. nah fuck that so mm-hmm. um you know with that being said like i said in our area like i said everything varies everything is different you know here in our area we don't you know we don't encourage people to go break businesses bust open windows or whatever because people fight and you know they those are those businesses but we don't believe in property over people we believe it's people over property so at the end of the day you know insurance could fix something if it does you know get broken or something like that like i said but then we're not encouraging it we don't participate in that, that you'll never say a BLM 757 member was seen busting the window, spray painting something, because that's just not us. We, you know what I'm saying, we want to give people the liberation or the, the empowerment or the emboldenment of liberation, but we're not going to, you know, personally participate. And like I said, unless it gets to a certain degree, mm-hmm. because you got to understand we're not just out here mad because they won't let us sell lemonade on the tea corner. Like, we're talking about people are being killed and over-incarcerated, and these are going on next, and, and now people are being suffocated with a, a bag over their head. We, we having people locked up for, for 10 years over a non-fatal car accident and a lot of things like that. So just realize that we're not just out here because, like I said, we, we didn't get our choice of cookies at lunchtime. Like, this so, talking about lives. Right, so my thing with that would be, um, I understand people getting upset, right? And and I can understand certain situations uh, with certain people that they get that so upset that they, they uh, it brings them to a point of violence, right? But so let's say you have police officers that did something horribly wrong to a person. How does going in there and like beating up some people that didn't have anything to do with that, that are not cops or destroying stuff or burning down businesses that has to, that doesn't have to do with those cops fix the problem? I understand what you're saying. People are more important than property but how does destroying uh, people or, 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 or property that didn't have anything to do with that, how does that square out versus like, okay, if you're mad at the cops, go get the cops? I mean, I think that comes with a misconception, and I think it comes to a, a deflection, honestly, because, like mm-hmm. I said, we're not out here just strictly coming at that property, and it just happened to just lead to that, that, to that point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a, a situation where... Um, that it's not the target. If that's where the protest is, and even with all the protests that have been going around, people who may be coming in peace are met by aggressive police officers telling them to get off the street. Like, I was violently arrested for stepping in the fucking street. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, and, and, and that's going to piss everybody else off around. Mm-hmm. So if you, they see me, quote unquote, the leader of my organization, the leader of this area as far mm-hmm. as what we're doing with activism, get violently taken down, are you going to react properly? Are you going to react, you know, cool, calm, and collective to that? No, you're not. Like I said, the riots are the voices that are unheard. Yeah. So, so what? So this. So you're talking about something happened with you a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Okay, you want to lay that out for us, like exactly what happened with you? I cannot at this time. You can't. Okay, so we only have to go with, can we, I, I don't know, so you can't talk anything about it. 
I mean, there's videos. I, I yeah. can say that I was finally arrested, and I can say that you can go to the BLM 757 Facebook page mm-hmm. and any type of news source from this past weekend in the area or type in Virginia Beach protests mm-hmm. and find what happened, but I cannot speak right now as far as I said yeah. to my lawyer. When, I, when I was looking at the video, it looked like you were up in the air. Okay, so the police violently arrested you, right? Okay, yes. so how did uh, BLM 757 members react to that? Did they, did they get into scuffles with the cops? What happened there? I, I honestly cannot speak on that at the moment. Okay. I mean, my understanding is the that the protest you guys had still went on. So you got arrested, yeah. but the protest still went on, right? So it didn't, uh, it didn't like, uh, you know, it didn't dissolve into a riot. No. Okay. All right. But there were obviously some issues you guys are dealing with around that. Yes, like I said, and with that, like I said, we can, okay. um, like I said, that goes to the spirit of our organization. We always preach peace. We always preach to mm-hmm. go out there and do the right thing. So it showed that even in my absence, the mm-hmm. spirit would still go on. So it's not an autonomous thing where it's just me. If I'm not here, the whole world's going to crumble type of situation. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where it's a movement. It's been formulating for four years straight. It's mm-hmm. had a steady message for four years. Okay. And you can like they, you know, so people know, like I said, yeah. it's, it's not, like I said, it's not fly by night. Right. Where it's something, it's, uh, it's, it's obvious because you can go back and see, you know, we was in Charlottesville, Richmond, like I said, D.C., um, Charlotte, North Carolina, and everywhere conducted ourselves in a respectable manner to a degree where we get our point across. But you know that this is why we're out here. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's in all the changes that I told you to, you know, just about seven yeah. minutes ago. When I looked when I looked at the article, it said so you, you said you were arrested for walking in the street. When I looked at the article, it said something like that. Right. So is this a rule of when there's a protest going on that you can't walk in the street? during a protest or it's, it's allegedly a rule that you're not supposed to quote unquote impede traffic okay um and with that uh the one thing i can say is that impeding traffic is a citation it's not an arrest so mm-hmm. that's something that i want to give y'all something to home in on we can speak mm-hmm. on everything we home in and on right, but a right. citation is simply coming up to you writing down a piece of paper and handing it to you okay. it's not taking arm out of the air and snatching it down and snatching the other one down and, and, and for something what, as minuscule as this. Right. What city was that in? Can you tell us that? Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Virginia, Virginia Beach. Beach. Okay. Because um, I know you were saying you guys are involved in politics. Do you know who runs Virginia Beach? Is that a Democrat city? Is it? It's not necessarily, you can't call it a Democrat city, but I, I do have to highlight and notate the reason why we were out there on Saturday in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was a five-year anniversary of India Kager, Kager being assassinated by the Virginia Beach police. India Kager was a Navy veteran, and her car was riddled with 30 bullets as her child was in the back seat. She was an innocent bystander. She was in the car with an individual who may or may not have had a warrant, mm-hmm. and they lit her car with 30 different bullets with the child in the back seat. This mm-hmm. was a five-year anniversary of that, with her mother coming all the way down from Maryland to partake in this. We also had the families of Demario Joyner, who was also killed by Virginia Beach police out here. Mm-hmm. We had the family and friends of Matthew Russian, who was incarcerated for 10 years out of a 50-year sentence for a non-fatal car accident. We also had a family about, out there of Alvin Baum, who was killed by Virginia Beach police just three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all in the wake of all that. We had family members. This march had literally just started. We're out there standing for injustice for this exact same police department, and they in that arrest leader of this within five minutes of it happening. And that is why we continue to yeah. march. And so that, so uh, you, you're, I mean, it sounds like you're saying, right, <laughs> we're walking a fine line here. It sounds like you're saying they were ready to arrest you, right? That were, you, you know, they were, okay, because I know uh, we've got John Crump in the chat, by the way. He's sending me a whole bunch of things. 
John. My bro. Yeah, so I know you were on uh, on uh, Crump's show, which I would refer people to go to, to uh, Crump's podcast and check that out as well. Um, and he, and Crump is saying you were blocking traffic. Is that? I don't know if you can if you can if your lawyer is going to let you answer that one or not. Uh, um, no, no, I cannot speak yeah. on the. Okay, so let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rhonda. The video I saw, I didn't see any traffic. Thank you. But um, can I speak on what happened the next day as well? This is okay. if, if I can speak on this point, and I really need y'all to home in on this issue, this situation. I, I saw, also, I saw other people marching in the street and stuff like that that were not arrested. So, uh, go ahead. So I, can, so I was I was incarcerated, and um, I was not let out in a timely fashion that I should have been. I'm going to just leave that where it's at for right now. But okay. the next day, we went back out there, and there was a, another alleged march. Um, I was out there for probably about, you know, quite a few hours, but uh, this is one thing I really need everybody to home in on. As I was going home, um, leaving from the oceanfront uh, about 1130 at night, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Street, um, I had another activist that was following behind me. We were mm-hmm. driving t- uh, towards to get something to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called my phone and said, uh, something's going on. I don't know what's going on. All right, cool. So we're not speeding or anything. We're going about a mile from the oceanfront. I pull into a Shell gas station to get some gas because I was low. Mm-hmm. And I was pulled behind by five officers in a truck, in a car, and the arresting officer from the night before, at least six officers, mm-hmm. darkest cell gas station ever. And then she looked in my eyes and said, your eyes look glossy, um, you look glossed over, and you, uh, you you didn't maintain a lane. Mind you, they weren't behind me for not even a quarter mile or even less than that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, instructed me to a field sobriety check. I have it on my mm-hmm. live Facebook and the other on their Facebook. Mm-hmm. In the car, I gave very fast instructions. I passed with flying colors, and then all of a sudden they said, and the only reason they 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 I, we believe they stopped is because they saw the other activists across the street that they did not know that was with me. They were literally following me from the day before. They tried to say I was drunk. I hadn't had a lick of liquor, and they were following me home. More so, like I said with, with five cars, including a paddy wagon and two trucks. Mm-hmm. Is that normal procedure? We don't no. believe so. No. We had to build up from that, and so now they're starting intimidating and uh different uh factors with it so it is serious out here for activists for anybody to think this it's a game out here absolutely i mean i i see that this is probably a tactic that's used against activists uh let me ask you this so you were saying before that you guys um are meeting with politicians and all that um are you do you have a political leaning can you tell us what do you have a political you said political leaning yeah leaning leaning so in other words are you a democrat republican no. independent we don't claim any of the parties. I'm saying we okay. more so like the government's doing right by the people, mm-hmm. um, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or the Libertarian Party. Um, mm-hmm. As of right now, we can say for as far as presidential wise, we are leaning towards Joe Jargerson. Um, she, uh, as far as the lesser of few evils, we feel like it's a time to stop saying that whole lesser of few evil things and vote mm-hmm. for who's doing. Right. You okay. got two individuals who have a, a track record of, of BS, and you have somebody right here who's literally fighting for everything that we've already been marching for. So um, mm-hmm. instead of pick between these two individuals who have a, a long track record of either or we can go all night about let's you know with something that's right here and let's open up at least a window to looking outside a two-party system if nothing else let her on the uh let her on the actual um debate stage if nothing else mm-hmm. if she on the debate stage like what would that hurt you know somebody yeah. can go on the debate stage and 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 just see how they stand against the other people What's the harm? What's the foul in that? Uh, just just by letting the people see what they have going on. I don't yeah. think there's a harm. I agree. I agree with that. Rhonda and I did a panel um, here in Florida with uh, Spike Cohen. 
uh, who's running as her vice president. Uh, I believe there's a, a lady in the chat, Laverne Russian. She said this is Matthew Russian's mom. Yes, that is okay. Matthew Russian. Um, yeah. He was he's one of our cases. Then we fight for as far as uh, he's been convicted of a 50 year sentence. Uh, he's forced to do 10 years uh, for a non-fatal car accident. He is autistic. Okay, and and by the way, I just encourage everyone to be like nice and respectful to each other. Okay, in the chat, what we're trying to do here, like I'm not trying to beat up on Jafari or anyone else. I'm trying to get actual information to you guys. I don't want to do like what Fox News or CNN does. I want to actually talk to people, let them express themselves, find out where they're from, and, and we have like a real discussion here. So my, the funny thing is, mm -hmm. the funny thing is, you start to see all the snowflakes come out when you have people that they don't agree with mm -hmm. on your show. I just wanted to throw that out yeah. there. Well, and and, and I'm doing this well, because that, there's people who say to me, "Hey, Hank, you know, it, we don't want it to be like we're always preaching to the choir." You know, let's have some different people on here. A lot of them don't mean it. They don't mean that. You they have to be it. respectful if, you know, you have to be respectful to each other. None, No one's going to solve anything if we're not respectful to each other. And so I'm definitely, if Jafari's telling me that he's not part of Black Lives Matter, the national group, I'm not going to treat him like that. So we're going to, you know, we're going to try to do this this particular way because to me, I want to actually get something out of this and I want to inform you guys of different things that are out there. So obviously what's happening is that if you say Black Lives Matter, it doesn't matter what you say after that. People activate to it. That happens on both sides, it's right? So funny because I bet you guys so like I just I'm like come over to my YouTube channel I call out all the contradictions like I just don't I don't do it you know what I mean mm -hmm. and like like Trumplicans will say the same thing oh you just mentioned Trump name and like people's head explode and they freak out and mm -hmm. they try to use other things that have nothing to do with the subject that we're talking about right now at hand to use against him and blah 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 and now you have somebody here and this is why I th felt like it was so important to do Jafar's story because like I felt you know I've had harsh criticisms very harsh mm -hmm. criticisms um, for for uh, Black Lives Matter, like the mm -hmm. national organization. And some of that stuff I hope we get into tonight, you know, sure. but when I came across this and I'm like, you working with different politicians, like you're actually talking about legislation, like actual, if you go to the BLM 75-7 page, mm -hmm. this is what just got accomplished. This is what we're doing. When I go to the national page, all I see is, is, you know, R.I.P. or like in police brutality. I'm like, where's the substance? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so if these people that are actually doing things can connect bridges or we can understand or move anything forward, because like I've said, why not get past this issue? Mm -hmm. My belief is a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff turns into government overreach right that's what it is when we have people having unnecessary interactions with the police because of things like marijuana because of things like gun possession not a freaking not i killed somebody not i hurt somebody just simply gun possession now you're having another unnecessary interaction that could possibly um turn into something violent why why mm -hmm. Yep. These, these should be things that all of us just want to move past and move 
So we well, don't. I think, I think have... a lot of people, and, and definitely a lot of people here would agree that there's too many laws, right? There's too much government. So I don't know. If someone, if someone out there believes, Jafari, do you, would you agree with that? Too much government, too many laws? Yeah, I mean, that's why okay. I'm getting down with the librarians. I mean, libertarians. Okay. <laughs> okay. We develop, you know, uh, we develop pretty much weekly, daily uh, as a group. We, we take in a lot of information. We, we take in a lot of data. We, we, we analyze a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. we, we have a lot of different meetings or at least conversations mm -hmm. about stuff. So it's not just my mind thinking some stuff. Mm -hmm. Females version of it, LGBT's version of it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, surgery version of it. We, we try to get everybody's version of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know something that something can go. Even with us, is, is when we go out and do prayers at the end of our rallies, we're looking for a universal prayer. We just want everybody to be able to, you know, come together. Where I don't want it to be where if you're a Trump supporter, I feel like I gotta hate your guts, or if you're a Biden supporter, I feel like I hate your guts. Or if you're for two A, I feel like I gotta hate your guts. Or if you're for abortion or against abortions, I gotta hate your guts. No one way or another. Why can't people just have their own? Uh, you know, opinions on things and still come together and, and have conversation and be able to sit down at dinner together and have a drink and not feel hostility towards each other because you feel some type of way. Everybody agrees you shouldn't kill. Everybody agrees you shouldn't rape. Everybody agrees pedophiles to go in a wood chipper. And everybody agrees you don't take nothing that's not yours. Like, it's, I mean, stuff like that. And we, that's like, it's simple. It's, it's simple, but it's not. And you're like, oh, you support them and, and saying, y'all, y'all, y'all affiliate with these people. But they ain't never even met one of these people. They only you see a news headline or a, a media clip or a, a meme on Twitter or something, but they don't ever actually sit down with these people and find out what's going on. We are willing to have a sit down conversation with anybody, whether we at the end of that agree, agree disagree or disagree completely. We should not. That should not be the be all means of us having a conversation. Yeah. And then, like, I, I just want to say one more thing before mm -hmm. you move on. I find it funny that because earlier you asked him his political leanings mm -hmm. and we are we're trying to figure out if, you know, Virginia Beach is Democratic. Right. Mm -hmm. People will will blame these mayors and these governors. Oh, oh, where is happening? Like. These are Democrats. You have no problem calling out corrupt mayors. You have no problem calling out no good mayors. Why is it if I frame it as these police um, police organizations are an extension of the mayors and of the governors? Now everybody want to call foul. Now it don't make sense. Now their heads explode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why can't we frame it like that? And then now people start to understand like, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, and that's exactly now where. Now let me think about yeah. a different way. Maybe I'm handling these politicians, but everybody's just screaming at each other. Well, I and mean, we never get to the root issue of any of this. Well, this is where I wanted to go, right? I mean, if we have problems in our cities, right? Let's not let, let's we could take we could take any city. City A has a problem with the cops. Who runs the cops? The city, city manager. Yes. City manager, the mayor, right? Right. This is who runs the cops. City council, whatever. They're they're in charge of the cops. How those guys get their job? They're voted in. Yeah, they got elected in. That's pretty easy. You know, that's the so that's the place why, to go so, to. So so if you so if people know that, mm -hmm. why don't they say that instead of making it the citizens' fault? Why don't we frame it? 
to make sense and put the blame where it belongs. And and, and let me let me add a little bit more to this. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to come in. Oh, well, 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 that's who they vote for. Th- that's how they vote. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that now I I should for, for example. Right. Let, let's talk about gun laws. OK. You're telling me if people come in and vote uh, 5149, vote for gun control, mm-hmm. right? Now I have to be subjected to that when I'm in the 49 and you're going to blame that on me. And it shouldn't even be negotiable because it's unconstitutional in the first place. That's right. And not only that, not only that. Some of these cities are so freaking corrupt. You literally had the FBI, people in the FBI and CIA trying to cheat an incoming president. And you want to see here, people want to see here and pretend that these cities, if the CIA and the FBI are that corrupt, just imagine how some of these cities are so freaking corrupt that it's almost impossible to impede some of these systems and then sometimes you don't even have people opposing them Mm -hmm. running opposing them they don't even care they're just like well you've been doing this for years so we don't even care about giving you another well and and i would say the 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 ultimate answer to that Rhonda, is to me is why we have the second amendment i believe in the constitution jafari uh do you uh, do you believe in the constitution is there some part of that that you're not with you're not down with I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I believe in the Constitution that was written strictly and then said me and my people were lesser, including yourself, were lesser of a man. So I'm not going to say I believe in the Constitution. I believe in people and doing what's right and doing what's wrong. Okay. You know, you get into a, a blurry line conversation mm-hmm. even about the Ten Commandments, but I'll take the Ten Commandments over a Constitution because, you know, it, it was built on a, during a time where, you know, slavery, just like even celebrating the Fourth of July and celebrating Juneteenth is two different things to me. Mm-hmm. Um it's two different Americas. It's two different realities, and our reality is not the Constitution. Well, our reality, the Constitution, was not written for us. Okay. So I can't say I'm, I'm I'm in love with the Constitution, but I do okay. like some of the things in it. All right. So you obviously don't like everything in the Constitution. What about the Second Amendment in the Constitution? I'm all for it. Uh, get the strap. That's how we met. It was a it okay. was a, a Second Amendment. You know, get the yeah. strap rally. I, was, I absolutely believe that we should have the rights to defend ourselves, especially with. The KKK and corrupt cops running around here and people being rapists and murderers and things of that nature. We should be able to put somebody down. Yeah, so a couple of things here. Let me just say this, man. I've, I've lived all over the world, okay? Every country has a set of rules. Every country has something, not necessarily what we call the Constitution here in America, but it has some kind of a documents, right, or founding beliefs that everyone functions off of. None of those countries that I live in was perfect, including I, I lived in Nigeria. I lived there for three years. There's no place that's perfect, right? That's an African nation run by African people. There's still problems and still a lot of bad things happening. I personally don't believe that America's perfect, but compared to a lot of other places, I would rather rock and roll here. And the problems that we have, we have to fix it here. So, so you know, to me, there's things in America that have been worked on and fixed. The people who are here have to do that. You know, so yes, there's some old people from back then that did some stuff. What we need to do is whatever they did and then they passed out of the world and and they left it to us. We have to fix that. I I wouldn't agree with what you're saying that there's two Americas. There's America. And then there's like how we perceive things in our minds. There's lots of stuff that's wrong, 
But wrong things don't only happen to us as black people. They do, but they don't only happen to us as black people. There's lots of problems that we have that we have to fix. Us as black people, they disproportionately, and that's the problem happened to us as black people. Yes, uh, everybody will uh, trip in a puddle if they're walking the same path, Mm -hmm. but you know, they, the, we are afforded lesser, like I said, you can't say with all the different servicing videos that we are treated the same, or else dude, all these videos will not keep surfacing. If it was the same, we would see videos on both sides, but that's not the case. So only, so in America, you think only white people kill black people? No, I would never say something like that. Okay, but isn't that what the videos are that's getting everyone mad and the, they're burning down cities? Right. There's I mean, white cop like the headline. The headline is, you know, cops kill black man or white cop kills black man. Right. That's the headline. They continue to do it. Uh, of course, it's, it's like if you're in a position of power, it would be like, you know, if the military or even if it was a government official to kill somebody, you're held to a, a different standard. You're held you're held to a higher standard when you're the actual governor, the people who are in place to you know, execute these laws instead of just be killing people and, and, and for it to keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. No, you, you can't justify that. So, it's, it's, so, it, and, and so you don't think that, so you think it's just disproportional. There's more white people killing black people, but there's no black people killing white people and there's no black people killing black people or white people never killing said, white people. Never said that all the different crime rates are proportioned to their demographics. So if you're in an all white neighborhood, more than likely you're going to get beat up by a white person. If you're in an all black neighborhood, more than likely you're going to get beat up by a black person. If you're all Mexican neighborhood, mm-hmm. Chinese neighborhood, Japanese neighborhood, Filipino neighborhood, Jamaican neighborhood, whatever neighborhood you're in, if it's surrounded by those people, you're more than likely going to have, if it's a crime to be had or if it's a fisticuffs, I don't necessarily agree that all fights are assault. Sometimes you just need your ass whipped, but that's another story. Um, but you know, I can't argue that one. Some people, <laughs> some people do need to get there, and it's not a bad thing. Not a bad, not in a bad way. Sometimes you need right. to be woken up. But yeah, yeah I, I just you know, there's there, there's certain things here that I think that ultimately, you know, definitely things are happening. Okay, I, I would agree that maybe it's disproportionate. There's a disproportionate amount of people of black people that are in prison uh, if you look at the population of black people. But I would also go back to what Rhonda was saying, and I think even you said it, there's, there's, there's all these laws. And so what we're doing a lot of times, as black people, we're supporting people that create laws that incarcerate us, right? I mean, that's what we're doing. We're supporting people. We're like, oh, you can fix this. They get in there. They're like, hey, I'll, I'll fix this problem. This is now illegal. You have a vial of crack. You go to jail for 20 years. You have this, you have this gun, jail, jail for 10 years, right? Yeah. This is like we, we're doing that, and we're giving people the power to do that. And that's, this is one of the reasons why, disproportionately to me, there's, there's a, a lot more black people in prison then there should be. I'm not. There's not more black people in prison than white people. Ultimately, there's more what? white people than. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. There's a lot of white people in prison. Have you ever been to prison? Me? I've been arrested. Yes. I've been in. I've been locked up. I've never been to Have prison. Have you ever been to jail? I've been to jail. Yeah. Have you ever been to population? No. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not that gangster. I'm not that gangster here, but I've been in jail and I've been in population okay. in quite a few. It's, it's definitely where? more black. Where, where was that? What cities? Hampton, Newport News, and Norfolk, and I can tell you this, that whenever the white people came in there with a drug problem, if they got caught with a stem or something, they mm-hmm. were sent to treatment, 
And if you were black, you were put in there with possession. Okay. Absolutely, uh, it's, it's completely disproportionate. And they also target Mexicans and immigrants. And that's why we also stand and fight with DACA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, I, I, my, the way that I see it, we can look at the numbers and the stats out there. Ultimately, I think there's just too many laws. And people, people are allowing that. We're voting for the people who are doing that. I think that's the direction that we were going in, right? We are voting these people. We're putting them into power. They're supposed to have controls over the police. I think here as gun guys, we have that discussion all the time. Police have too many, they have too many powers. They have too many immunities. Things like no-knock raids shouldn't exist. There's this thing, that thing that, that we, all, we can all agree on that. If we're actually trying to solve something, we could, spend all, we could spend time talking or arguing about stuff, which to me is fine. But if there's things that we agree on, we should just go, okay, we agree on that. Let's fix that thing. Right. So right. let's talk about voting. Let's talk about voting even still mm-hmm. with, um, let's say, with, with even still with, uh, you know, black people are 50% of the population, 13% of the U.S., and even 50% of the, of the population in jail. But even still with that, taking it back to the vote, where if we're over-policed and we're over, you know, over-enforced, and then they take away our rights to vote as a felon or whatever, then we still can't have the, the exact same hat in the pot for voting because felons cannot vote. Here in Virginia, fortunately, uh, they, you can have your rights restored, but I don't believe, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. don't quote me, if you can have your rights restored in every single state. But, you know, if we're, like I said, most more disappointing over-policed, they, they sit outside the hood, wait till pull somebody over for a taillight, then search their car and they got a little bit of weed. Now you're a quote unquote criminal. Or you had a little, you got a little pocket knife. Oh, that's concealed weapon. Oh, now you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you drive a suspended license. Oh, that's against the law. Oh, now you're a criminal. That's why I don't, you know, that whole constitution thing is like, because people really, oh, you broke the law. It was the law. You could own slaves at one time. Let's wake the fuck up, man. So you can, you can, you can legally rape me at one time. You can legally, you know, break my teeth out, you know, put something down my throat. So let's not get caught up on this whole what's legal and what's not legal type of situation when it's come to talking about while we're out here fighting. Yeah. The key is that the key to what you said, I think, is at one time. Right. We're not living in those times. And ultimately, the people have to enforce the laws like what we're we're talking about here. Ultimately, to me, this is why we have the Second Amendment. Right. At some point, if the few people that we put in charge of everything get out of control, which is what's happening right now. Most of these cities that are on fire are run by Democrats have been run by them for a long time. Okay, so if 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 those people run those cities and the problems happen and when people are out protesting and that turns violent, they're telling the cops to stand back and let and let the city go. Those are the people in charge of that. If there's people in charge of those cops that are harassing you, I don't believe if as an activist, I don't believe they should harass you. Right. I don't believe in it. But who's who's running those people? Who's in charge of those people? Why are they allowing those guys to harass you? And that's okay. the question. We, we, we have to look at that. And at some point, if we look at that and we're like, hey, these guys aren't going to stop and they're just going to keep doing it. I, I support your ability to defend yourself and protect yourself or for people where you are to go, hey, we're, we're, we're not down with this anymore. We're not going to let these guys just run, you know, run all over us and do whatever they want to do. But ultimately, if we're going to live in a society, if we're not going to have anarchy, there's there's got to be rules. Can those rules be, can they, you know, can they be twisted to, to benefit certain people? For sure. And for sure, we've had that in America. We don't have that now, but we have to enforce what we have now. If we want to make it better, we have to hold people responsible for that. 
And that's why we're fighting for the Citizens Review Board. It shouldn't just be the powers that be making all decisions without any type of input from the citizens where it's just like, oh, you're elected official. Oh, the decision y'all made in y'all's chambers is, is, is law. Oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that we're trying to fight now, too, that we saw is um, is one of the things that they got us closer with the Second Amendment, even in our movement, is the fact that they were telling us at Lobby Day in January they're trying to take our rights. So, boom, fast forward, you got COVID. Y'all telling us, well, we can and cannot come out of our houses and y'all sitting up here telling us, you know, so we can and cannot do it and threat of being arrested or even even with the mask. Like I said the mask is controversial. I care not to get into that. I wear my mask. I don't give a fuck if you do or don't. But I it should I don't feel like it should be to a point where like, oh, if you don't wear it, you should be subjected to some type of law and order. That's where that that's what jacks us up in the first place. That's what happened with the whole crack epidemic where right now with the whole heroin heroin or, or opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, you don't want to do what we say. We say this is bad for your body. So if you want to put this in your body, if you caught, if we catch you with it, that's an automatic twenty years because we caught you with it. Rather you want to put it in your arm up your nose, I don't give a. I personally don't give a. Sh- I don't care what you do. Like if you're not out here hurting people, I honestly don't care what you do with your body. I honestly don't care who you lay down with. I honestly don't care about none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not impeding or infringing with somebody else's rights. Do you? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But look, so for example, if you look at Virginia, ultimately in charge of what's happening in Virginia is the governor, right? Uh, Northam, right? Yeah, blackface. Okay, so that blackface is the same guy that's, If correct me if I'm wrong here, man, you live in Virginia, but that's the I same mean, dude who signed the Juneteenth law into effect. And I know you mentioned Pharrell. I saw Pharrell standing next to him when he did that. This is the dude that was in blackface and believes in aborting babies all the way up till right before they're born. I'm sure those were a lot of black babies. So the thing is, is that that's the person who's running Virginia. So if, if all the stuff that you're talking about that's happening in Virginia is, is up to that person. And to me, ultimately, this is, this is exactly what I'm saying. This is why the Second Amendment. If you have someone in there that's intending on, on uh, running Virginia like a freaking communist state, this is why you have the right to defend yourself, even if it gets up to the point like, hey, we're not taking this anymore. We're not complying. I wouldn't necessarily be out there. You know, I don't care what that person is signing into effect to give me a day to, to like, oh, well, I'm going to give you guys this day that you could celebrate this thing. I get it, man. I was born in the Caribbean. We don't. So Juneteenth, all of that stuff, it doesn't, you know. It's a different story. I'm, de- I'm, I'm a descendant of slaves myself, right? It's a different story for us. But to give you that date and then do all this stuff to you, it doesn't really make sense to me. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from there. Absolutely. I mean, we were outside of his house, literally, literally. We were literally outside of his house when the whole blackface scandal came out. We were locked out of Capitol ground. So it's not to say that we haven't been out here fighting because we fought, we fought that too. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they didn't bring him out. He went into hiding for months and months and months mm-hmm. until it blew over and then say everybody else is, is content with them but we're not sitting here like I said sucking that's why I said we're not Democrat Republican whatever if you don't I'm right, not saying wrong. you I'm just saying like you know you know that there's certain people supporting all this stuff going on right it's to the degree that's why you know lines have been have been drawn like I said mm-hmm. at first you know Mons and Man Action was out there and like we were seeing what everybody was about and we saw that they were about just you know they haven't been out here at all for these black lives fight fighting so I mean we feel like so Mom's only the man action when somebody shoots up a school 
a lot more killings go on outside of shooting up schools. Mm-hmm. And we also, even with gun violence, people have this misconception where, you know, if they open up the gun laws, then the more black on black crime will happen. It's like, no, these guns that are happening, these these shootings that are happening in the black community, it's not with legal guns. It's happening with illegal guns. And if you're looking at places where they have the strictest gun laws, Baltimore, New York, Chicago, that's the most crime. Mm-hmm. And they, they have the strictest gun laws. Let's look at statistics. Let's be yeah. smart. And you Let's actually, be- and you can, and people in those cities can get whatever gun they want. Right. So in, in that situation, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. and you can't own a gun legally. And people who unless you're a cop or a high, very high security guard, mm-hmm. and that leaves you in a very vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the actual facts. And that's what we like to do. Yeah. So like I said we we make sure like they, they literally locked us out of Capitol grounds when we were standing against him as blackface. Mm-hmm. We brought an actual coffin to the mansion saying death to the Democratic Party mm-hmm. or death to the new Democratic Party because they're not standing on their values. So. We're not here to, to suck no ass. We help individuals get elected. We're calling them out. If we endorse them, we're going to put the same energy into getting them unelected as we put into getting them elected. And yeah. we make sure that they realize yeah. that. By the so, way, John Crump said that uh, he did stand against Northam. And I'm just trying to I'm trying to make this point. Like we can get lots of things mixed up here. One of the reasons why I think so, if you look at this. You're talking about Moms Demand Action. A lot of Moms Demand Action, Black Lives Matter as a national group, not saying uh, 757, these guys are all aligned and getting money from very specific places, man. That's why they run with very specific things and support very specific people to get into office versus dealing with everything separately. Now, the problem that we have is if, because I'm listening to you, we don't really sound that far apart. We're not, I don't believe we should be the same. <laughs> But we're really not that far apart. Instead of us as a group fighting with each other when we basically believe in the same things, we could get together and make the things that we believe in happen. If there happens to be something that we're separated on, then we could separate. But we don't have the power because we're all left out fighting our little battles on our own. And those guys who have the money and the power, they're out there just doing stuff to us and we're just taking it. I, ha- I have a question, Hank, for you. This mm. is it's alluding to something you said earlier. I can't remember exactly what you said, but okay. I-, I just want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. So you do believe that there are uh, corrupt politicians, right? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. What about probably, like... Huh? Go ahead. I'm listening. No, I was going to say probably uh, 99% of politicians. 99% of politicians. Mm. What about teachers? Do I believe there's corrupt teachers? Yes. Without a doubt. Okay. So why is it Mm -hmm. I feel like harder or people want to also ignore? If if we can believe that 99% of politicians, do you know how many freaking politicians there are? If we're talking about Congress, if we're talking about on a local level, there are tons of politicians. In the council. If we are talking about the swamp, the swamp is literally, it's so bad Mm -hmm. that people came up with a name for it, the swamp, like let's drain the swamp because politicians, it's littered with corrupt people. Where, where does the past for police officers come in and I get so confused about that. Let me say this, okay? My sister is a teacher. Mm-hmm. My sister is a teacher and my aunt is a teacher. I love them to death. Even outside of the school doors, it is so much that they do 
for their communities. It is so much that they do for their families. Mm-hmm. Mentorship, you name it. Yeah, my, my family, I, my family are all teachers, but I still know. Are, I still know there's corrupt. Te- I think if you want to know, I think at least like ten to twenty percent of the teachers out there probably shouldn't be there. But yeah, someone. Most people in the teaching profession are doing it because they're they they actually enjoy that. They care about it. It's a passion. Right. So. When I talk about how trash mm-hmm. the public school system is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My sister doesn't get offended. My aunt doesn't get offended, right? Mm-hmm. When I talk about the lack of school choice, when I talk about the failing um, um, reading scores mm-hmm. and the testing scores and, and how far behind the schooling system is and things like this, my sister doesn't get offended. My aunt doesn't get offended. In fact, right? They so much love their job that they want the corrupt people that are out here. I don't know if y'all know, but but sexual assault in these schools are super bad. Okay, mm-hmm. I've worked in the schools. You have teachers that don't give a crap about the students, just show up. Mm-hmm. You have some people that's just showing up for a check, right? Mm-hmm. And, but yet you have some people that, that don't get offended. In fact, they love their profession so much that they want to see the corrupt people moved out mm-hmm. however when it's certain uh uh when it's certain um organizations or groups i feel like they can move within like a gang mentality and when i say gang it's like we've heard stories of police officers coming out saying this ain't right this shouldn't have happened they're fired yeah how are we allowing this to happen and why can't why are people so um it's 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 like like police derangement syndrome i don't know if we can call it that but i'm just trying to help people understand there's a couple of things like what you're saying could apply to police officers as well as teachers there's lots of police officers that that hate corruption or bad cops like the cops who are who are harassing jafari there's cops who hate that i we sometimes we have those guys come on here you know, the big problem, I think, with the teachers and the police is a, what you call the unions. <laughs> you know, I, when you have unions I, and you have a lot of money and power behind those unions, those specific people who are running that, they don't care about the people who are teachers and doing it because it's a calling. When you have, when you have police unions um, and there's people running the money behind that, they don't care about the individual police officer that's doing that because it's a calling. That guy's risking his life, too, regardless of what right. you think about that person. If we get rid, if we defund police departments in America, then everyone's going to have to, like, fend for themselves. But everyone's not necessarily ready for that. Right. So I think that I think that the street level people when it comes there's corrupt cops for sure. There's horrible teachers for sure. But the, the people who are coming to these callings, like, why would you be a police officer? There's not a lot of money in it. There may be a lot of money in being the police chief or being part of running the unions of those things. But the, the people who are actually doing that every day, no. You know, but we can't fix it because what happens is the teachers union that has that money supports certain people. And then therefore helps get those people in office so no one's willing to do anything about the schools. And it's the same thing when it comes to the police departments, right? There's a lot of money involved there and no one's willing to do anything about that. 
because why would they why would they have to do anything about it? They're still going to get elected or get in office or whatever. Meanwhile, there's cops who have to go out there and live with that stuff every day. People just don't want to lose their power, man. It comes down to like, you know what I'm saying, these areas are ran by certain people in certain localities that have got themselves to a certain position of power. And if they lost that position of power, they wouldn't know, they literally would not know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get used to that and come into it. And so it, it creates a, a, I guess you can call it a, um, a cult following of support where if you know you need 105 votes to win an election, you know daggone well that Susie from, you know, QZ is only going to be able to muster 50 votes because your town only consists of 200 people. Like I said, I'm just giving random numbers. Mm-hmm. You know you can, you know, have a better chance of winning the election if you have a small fraternity of uh, golf clubbers, of, you know, people, that, uh, lawyers and doctors, people who don't want their money tampered with, knowing bringing somebody else could tamper with that. And so that's why the cycle continues. You can say the vote, and like I said they, these people have resources to get people out, pick them up, do things as far as like paying money towards getting people to the polls or having people even knock on the doors. Like we were used by the Democrats, even knock on the doors, paying hourly wages, and have us hire people paying them hourly wages of fifteen dollars an hour mm-hmm. to knock on the door and tell somebody, hey, there's an election on Tuesday the fifth, you should go. Yeah, that's it. Literally just doing that, paying you fifteen dollars an hour to do that. And this goes on every cycle. That's why the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have anybody out here being boisterous, that's why we feel like it's our responsibility to educate the people because we, we don't believe in continuously leading the people blind. Mm-hmm. If the people keep getting led blind, they'll continue to do blind things. If every door we open up, and that's people like, oh, y'all, oh, y'all got too much going on. If we find another door open and it needs exposed, we're going to open that door and expose it. We don't care if it's two, three times a day. We don't care if it's five, six times a week. We're going to expose and Oh, we found this out. This is what y'all need to know. This is what y'all need to know. This is what y'all need to know. If how, anything how big else, is your organization? How many people in it? Um, As far as core members? Yeah. We don't really give it our core members numbers. Okay. We're about, uh, you know, seven, eight mm-hmm. is, is core. But as far as, like, say, with our uh, social media handles, it's like 37,000 on our Facebook. It's like 19,000 on Instagram, like 6,000 and 16,000 in our group. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we have a website and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, we, we're, we're tight knit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, connections in a lot of different states because we do touch on a lot of different states in different areas. But, you know, we, we are, you know, you know, a force. Yeah. Um, I think to answer to answer your question and to to go off of what you're saying, Jafari, um, I think decentralization is really important, Rhonda. And what I mean by decentralization is that. Why do we have to send our kids to, pub- to the public school system where they take our tax money but we have no control? I, you know, I would like to control where that money goes. I would like to decentralize that away. If it's a good school, even though like so right now my kids are out of uh, high school and in college, you know, but if there's but I'm still paying taxes, right? So, so I would like so- to, if there was a good school, I would like to be able to fund my money over there. That's what decentralization is. It's the same thing for the cops. If I'm paying taxes and I run that, you know, I should be able to be in charge of those cops where I live. I kind of am because you got to elect my sheriff has to get elected. So he ultimately has to deal with people, you know, and if and if he somehow sets off the people, then the people don't vote for him. And I'm, I'm in a small town. Right. So like I'm I'm Facebook friends with my sheriff and all that kind of stuff. We know what he's up to when they're busting meth heads. We're like, yeah, go get the meth heads. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're actually we're actually going to like meet each other and deal with what's going on. That's something that's a little bit decentralized because you live in a county 
and you're like, okay, we're going to vote for who's our sheriff versus some places people are voting for politicians, but they get to hire police chiefs and all that kind of stuff. And then we don't, we don't get to have any con kind of control over those people. And what you see happening now, like, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what state it's happening in, but there was one of these shootings, the, people are not happy with what's going on with the cops, the, cop, the, the, the police chief, everyone else uh, in command is quitting. What's that going to do? They're just, they're just going to go hire whoever they want and keep going in that direction. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, why should it not be disrupted? Why should it just continue to go on if it's, like I said, you know, the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah. So you're going to sit up here and continuously, you know, have the same leadership that's led us astray, which is why we feel like it's time to start opening up the door for another party because you say the Democrats don't have it right. People say the Republicans don't have it right. But yet there's a whole other party right here that's quote-unquote may have it right, but you don't want to give them a chance because you don't know exactly who they are. But these two other parties have shown you exactly who they are for X amount of years, and you have continued to fall under their spell and, and just continue to say, like, because oh, it feels it's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Comfortable change is not going to be comfortable. That's why we're, you know, we're willing to have the conversation and, and step outside of that box because we can't keep doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like we don't have any disrespect for our ancestors, but you know what I'm saying? What they had going on led up to what we have going on. We continue to innovate the way we do things until we can get the exact results we want. What people are seeing is evolution in motion. You don't know what it takes because if we knew what it takes, we would already be there. Yeah. Well, we're still trying to find that matrix. I, I think the reason why we have the two-party system in America, Democrats and Republicans, is because they run the money. We don't run the money. They're getting the money from us, but we're not really we're not really running it, right? And so, that's, that's that's the issue with me. I feel like with, even with the presidential election, one flaw I saw, and one thing that we're going to really um, amplify over this next election is how they made you raise a certain amount of money to stay in the race. And that didn't make no sense to me. I didn't pay attention to it, like I said, because like I said, I'm, I'm saying I, I just got my rights back restored you know, a few years ago when Trump was uh, running for office. But it, it showed us, like, so y'all trying to tell us that, you know, if they don't raise a certain amount of money, then they shouldn't be, you know, they're not, they're not qualified to be the president because you're not a, a fundraiser, you're not a professional fundraiser. Why does that disqualify you from becoming? It's not saying you don't have support. It's saying pretty much maybe the people that you're trying to stand up for made that had, had that type of money. I saw all the emails that you're getting. Five dollars won't hurt. Ten dollars won't hurt. I grew up in a black church. I know how that thing went. And some of them churches, you you left them. <laughs> you, I know you know the Southern Bell about the church. They collect five and six offerings throughout the day on service. So I'm just like, damn, I support you, but. You keep sending me emails. My life's about to be shut off. Good grief. Yeah. So that 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 shouldn't be a factor. Um, another thing I said we want to eliminate the electoral college. It should be a majority. Uh, in all honesty, if more people vote for you, you should be elected. Point blank. Period. If it's about the people, yeah, it ain't about no party. That, that that still brings it back to their cult culture. Yeah. Ultimately, we have to have a. For one, we have to decentralize, but we have to have a system that we could actually trust. That's the biggest problem that we have. We can't actually trust what's going on. We're, we're living in times where anyone could vote. So you don't have to be a citizen. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And then anyone could vote, and therefore people can vote as many times as they want to. That somehow doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense either. Um, you know what? Let, listen, if you guys are okay with this, let's do this, right? Because the people in the chat, we didn't actually get their questions out there or their comments and stuff like that. So let's try to do you want do you want to do that, Rhonda, Jafari? Like go to the go to the folks, answer questions here. That's fine. Yeah. I can't even see 
chat. So y'all yeah. can ask Google me. Um, Go somewhere to yeah, I sent you. I sent you that link. If you open it up, you'll see we're live right now. And there's been tons of chats going by here. I'm live too. I'm live on my yeah, phone. Well, okay, so you know you're multitasking. This is what. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you if you have if you have stuff from your people, Jafari, that you want to get in, we'll do that. Rhonda, if you have it, but we can go to the folks out there and have them ask questions now. And I'll just say to everyone out there, if you've got questions, let's hit it now. This is Jafari Jones from Black Lives Matter seven five seven, different from uh, from the national group Black Lives Matter. So if you guys have questions or comments or whatever, uh, I'm just gonna say try to keep it respectful. Here, okay. So, um, I think John Crump is in the chat having a, a fight with someone. So I see. I'm in here now. So you have. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I just got in here. It's, uh, it's Black Sword. <laughs> yeah, uh, Black Sword Shinobi says, "What about Antifa hijacked BLM movement?" So, what would you say? What would you say to that, Jafari? Do you feel that's a factual statement? What's your experience in that vein? Man, nobody hijacking no motherfucking movement, man. We do what we do, like, as far as how they move, like, I mean, they out here fighting, too. I ain't gonna say nothing to or against them, because I say everything is different. They out here fighting against the governor. That's why I'm like, I'm all for any group just fighting against tyranny. I'm all for any group just fighting mm -hmm. against the status quo. So, I mean, I mean... Are they you got, with, like, are you down, are you cool with Antifa, then? Listen, you can tell us. I, 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 I go off personal experiences, and, and all, in all honesty, mm -hmm. in this interview, I honestly don't want to get at any light. In, in all okay. honesty, like I, I'd rather just, mm -hmm. you know, I think you know some of them are out here doing what you know what they feel is right. Um, you know, saying we choose our allies, and you know, you know, in our area where we are, you know, like I say, I, I don't, I just choose not to speak on that. It's, you know, it's different. So okay, you know, so we have to read between the lines on that one, Rhonda. I don't know. I'm gonna let you interpret that. <laughs> you're you're gonna be the you're gonna be the uh, the judge here of that. Of, of be the, yeah. Be the translator. Be the, yeah, you can be the uh, judge of that. Uh. Well, so okay, so this is my mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't speak for Jafari, but I will say when I went out there to Virginia and I did this interview with him. And I asked him, how was he able to bring out such a diverse crowd? It was about 50% uh, black and 50% white. And you had a lot of boogaloo boys out there, right? Mm -hmm. So the mainstream media narrative that uh, boogaloo boys are um, racist, are uh, white supremacist, um, want to start the Civil War, all these things, but yet you have Jafar who's like, yeah, I just met this guy, Mike Dunn, and he's super nice, and he's out here fighting for his friend Duncan Limp, and we have the same mission. We're both out here about 2A rights and things like that. And so I, I assume, I don't know his So opinion, is Mike right? Dunn, is Mike Dunn a, a boogaloo boy? Because John Crump gave us five yeah. bucks. He says, Mike Dunn being called a white supremacist by USA Today question mark so i guess he wants to know what you think about mike Dundee. i didn't even know that yeah. but but that's my point right mm -hmm. so jafari is doing this black lives matter 757 he's meeting all these people and these people are not necessarily turning out to be what the media says everybody is mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so you meet a boogaloo boy and it's like he's cool he support our movement you meet people that's like nah we ain't really down with the national what they're doing you know and maybe he's just trying to leave room to not put people in a box okay that's how I'm taking it based on my conversations. 
All right, Jafari. Right. I mean, I, I, what she's saying is true. Like I said, I don't. I, I'm never going to put anybody in a box. Like I said, I would rather have a direct interaction mm-hmm. before I assume anything. Like I'm not the type of person that's going to read something and be like, oh. Well, I, since I read it, like I said, you know, it must be true. You know, say with a name like Smuckers, it has to be good type situation. It's like, no, like if I have a conversation with you or, you know, what I'm saying? like I said, even still a conversation is one thing. But with me, I'm a man before I'm anything. So I'm going to hold you to your word. You know and I'm saying if you come to me and a man and we have a conversation about some stuff and you, you know, lead your way off or you, you know, deceive me in some way, shape or form. And your motives, um, you know, based off whatever you got, that's that's something you got to deal with as a man. And if we come to it, we gonna have to deal with, you know, however men deal with something. But at the end of the day, I would like to be able to take somebody for face value mm-hmm. and, you know, take it from there. You know, say a direct interaction. <clears throat> the whole story with us, if I can be brief with this, the whole story and how we even met Mike Dunn in the first place was there was a 4th of July 2A rally in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. We came there, BLM 757 with some of our allies, Task Force 10 just to see um, what it was about. Like I said, we're standing for the rights. We're coming out there strictly for the Second Amendment. Literally, as we're coming around the corner to go to, like, mind you, it's 100-some degrees outside. People are, we're in full kit in you know, the whole nine yards coming out there because the Second Amendment rally, they do a little different here in Virginia. So we're coming around the corner. I don't know who Mike Dunn is. I don't know what a boogaloo boy is. All I know is this kid is coming up to me with his Hawaiian shirt saying, hey, them people over there talking some racist Nazi shit, we ain't with it. And so we was like, oh, well, them people over there? It was like, yeah. So we was like, okay, let's go see what they're talking about. Apparently they were uh, propertarians. I don't know if you know, are they familiar with the propertarians, Presbyterians, Sumterians? Uh, no. Uh, is is, is Mike Dunn white or black? Mike Dunn is very white. Okay. So um, so we are- uh, He's very white. Okay, get it. Copy. So Copy. I'm just regular white. Uh, so we come to a conclusion where we're going to go over and see what they were talking about mm-hmm. because they had a conversation, I guess, apparently for we went over there. So we went over there. I stood up on this uh, this thing just to kind of hear what they were saying more. It's a megaphone type of situation. Mm-hmm. So um, and so I, I, I do something to, to the fact of expressing that we're here for the Second Amendment, nothing more, nothing less. Anything outside of that is bullshit. You can have different political views, but right now, out here today, what we're here for today is the Second Amendment. So if you're over here speaking Nazi shit or whatever type of deal, we're not here for that. So they, um, let's say we, we had that whole thing, went up to them, and then Mike Dunn and his Boogaloo boys came from behind us chanting, white supremacy sucks, white supremacy sucks, white supremacy sucks. And from then, they stood next to us in line um, at different protests protecting individuals and like I said, this is all personal experience. Mm-hmm. And in this activist world, like I said, this is not a TV show. So when you come out here with a gun facing off with the cops, there are real consequences at stake. Mm-hmm. This is not just a, a, a stage thing where we can come out and oh we know what's going on and this is you know we're just gonna go home. You could die, you could go to jail, mm-hmm. you could uh you know you can have you could be uh doxxed, you mm-hmm. could be followed. Yeah it could There's go sideways real fast. A lot of different ways and real fast. Yeah. So to come out here and stand that you're standing in arms with us with your gun, with your homies or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's how everything is with that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people try to spin it off as, oh, well now y'all laying in bed with them. This is all y'all care about. No, that was what was happening for like a week because you know it was a Second Amendment rally. It wasn't like a, oh, this is where the whole focus and shift of the last four years of your work has went because that was never in anywhere near the case. Mm-hmm. So taking him for face value off of interactions. Off of everything like that, he doesn't want to be misunderstood. We're misunderstood. So what would it look like for us to be like, hey, um, we know we get misunderstood. Uh, here's another misunderstood individual. Let's just shut him out because 
people say bad stuff about him, but they can't tell us. So what has he done racist? So what has he done to to be against the movement? What is, what what has he what give us the the incident? And then come to find out, this kid is nineteen. That's why I say kid. He's mm-hmm. he's literally nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. So say you're it's a nineteen year old who's still finding his way. Mm-hmm. He may say some stuff that he does mean or doesn't mean. He's nineteen. Mm-hmm. He's out here trying to fight for liberation. He's trying to find his way. He's doing his thing. He's doing what he feels right. And there's nothing we've seen him do. And they're out here fighting against pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Who can agree to fight against pedophiles is a terrible thing. Uh, they, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll let, let that person stand up so we could throw him in that wood chipper that you're talking about. <laughs> and that's his favorite saying. Like I said, I've I hung up with him a few times. Uh-huh. And I really hang up because his favorite saying is, you know, saying wood chipper go, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what he says. That's, oh, that's his thing. Like, so, so is it true that you're like a boog boy now? Are you a boog boy also? You're a boogaloo? No? Hold on. I'm a BLM seven five seven. Okay, that's right. it. That's it, right? Okay, that's uh, it. Are you okay? So, so it's not. There's no affiliations. You just you met him. You dealt with him based on your interactions. He was cool. Do you guys still communicate in any way? Yeah, I mean, right. I'm saying it's, it's, it's to the point now, and I'll put this out there to the world, mm-hmm. and you know, people can feel one way or another about it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, again, with me. I'm coming to anybody as a man first before anything, mm-hmm. and he hasn't done anything personally to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm denouncing him unless he does something detrimental where I feel mm-hmm. as if that was necessary to say. And he hasn't done anything to me, and from what he's shown us, he's a good people. So I can say I'm I'm not that type of person to be like, oh, everybody tells me I need to feel this way about them, feel that way. Because people have done that to me. Mm-hmm. Rather be true or not true, people put things in somebody's ear. And they've taken it for a, just you know face value or false value and, and made. That's the pre- world today that we live in, man. That happens to everyone. And when you get a so, when you get a pro- public profile like you have, and you start doing all these things, it's gonna happen, you know. Right. Yeah. And so it's only accepted, man. Only thing I can do is, you know, I can I can look back on, on Malcolm and Martin and see that people who perceived me, the ancestors, like if they went through it, who am I? I'm no better than them to not have to go through it as well. And it's all welcome. If you're not willing to take that on, if you're not willing to take on the full armor and skin of your ancestors, you really should not be in this. Like, and that's just all honesty, because like this shit is for serious. This shit is for real. It's like if you don't want to be a politician, don't sign up to be on the ballot. But with this right here, as far as what we're fighting for, like, don't just and, and, and I, I honestly don't feel like emotionally somebody could. This is not something you can fake mm-hmm. because what actually goes into this. It's, it's like, you know, what I'm saying. Say you're, you're a security guard and somebody puts you in a, in a super rough nightclub. If you can't fight, it's going to be known <laughs> before, you know, anything happens. Mm-hmm. So in, in this in this situation, and this is not if you're not about that life, I can say, like I say, I, wholeheartedly, please stay home. Please stay home and watch it on on Facebook and, and YouTube and and the news and the, you know six o'clock and, and, and live your life off of uh, headlines because. It, it's, it's, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, it's really real out there. Uh, Rhonda, first of all, are you a boot girl? And second of all, what's your comment on all this? No, I'm just a Rhonda Mary girl. Okay. I only I only speak for myself. <laughs> so I'm not affiliated with any organization, no politicians, no nothing. Um, but... Yeah, I, I I don't have much to say about that. Okay, all right. So negative on the on the boog thing. Uh, someone wants me to ask you about suicide prevention initiative. Is that a is that a thing, Jafari? Yes, absolutely. So mm-hmm. uh, my my initial reason for coming into activism was my fourteen year old committed suicide due to bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, she 
actually a 9-11 baby. She was actually born on the actual 9-11. And um, her birthday is this Friday. And we have an initiative we're launching this week. It's called Selfie for Suicide Prevention, mm-hmm. where the thing behind that is taking a selfie with somebody. And if you ever get in that dark place and you feel like nobody cares about you, looking at that picture and saying, hey, this one person right here cares about me and they would be hurt if I left this earth. So, you know what I'm saying? Not saying I say it's going to cure everything. You're just trying to find, you know, different ways to be, you know, and you know, engaged and, you know, do different things that could they can maybe help because like they, when somebody commits suicide, you don't have any answers what you could have done because like at that point it's too late. So you can't, you know, try to do what you could have did, but you know, just coming up with different things, interactions to to make, you know, people bring people together because People are torn down from so many different things, from what you wear to how you look to who you affiliate with to like a lot of different things. So you know, it, it's just something that like I said, it, it touches true to my heart. Because like I said, it, it's something with me where you know that that's that's personal. I feel like anybody that's in activism is, is more likely for some type of personal reason, rather be gun violence, suicide, domestic violence you know, veterans or whatever, most people are in it from something that's personal to them. And this is my personal to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Understood. Um, and let me get to this. There's a whole bunch of different questions, so I don't know how to put this all together. There's a lot of questions like this. So I'm just going to go with old dog here. He says, why are you separating people by race? That's racism. Um, and there's people that's in reference to Black Lives Matter. So what would, what would be your answer to that? Like, for the people out there that say because you say Black Lives Matter and you're separating that out, that that's racism. Um, we have a very specific saying, and we have said it for four years, and it goes like this. All lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. So it's not to say that other lives do not matter. It is simply saying that the black lives are under attack. It, it, nobody ever said only Black Lives Matter. So when people try to do that, that's again another deflection to the movement. And as far as what's is going on, so it's not alienating anybody, um, it's not hurting anybody. But you know, if that's how people choose to take it, then like I say, we, we sit here and spew off all the positive we do, and people literally choose to home in off of what they don't agree with. So we 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 start taking less time giving those people energy. Mm-hmm. Jafar, do y'all have a website? Yeah, BLM757.org. Um, right now, it's, it's still a landing page, but it, um, the mission is up there as well, um, and it should it will be fully launched in the next uh, week or so. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if y'all are already doing this, but something I would suggest is that that long list of stuff that y'all have actually accomplished in Virginia, I would add that to the page. The Black Lives Matter national page, I don't see any type of bullet points of this is what we've done with the billions of dollars that we've received this is what we've accomplished like I haven't seen any of that and even their mission statement everything and that's why I asked you early on what are y'all very like specific long term uh, short term and long term goals because even their mission statement is just so like whimsical and just you know <laughs> Um, so yeah, have you I, have you I, read that mission statement of the national group? Me? Yes. Be honest. Yeah. No. Okay. No. I, I, that's a fair answer. I take that. I mean, and I don't think uh, if 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 Jafari's saying that he's not 
part of the of the national group, right? That's what you're saying, right? You're not part of the national group. You don't get funding or any kind of instructions for them. Go ahead, Rhonda. You're calling time out. Flag on the play now. Okay, Flag what's up? on the play. Okay. Jafar the homie, but I got to get him a little pushback here. Okay. So you're, un- like, y'all are using a name, Black Lives Matter. You, you know there's a national organization and how they're being represented, but you haven't taken the interest to know to to see where your organization is lining up or not lining up so when people even address you with certain things you can like I don't want to say challenge them but you can address it it's the concept of Black Lives Mattering in our area. Like I said, even still with this, like I said, they've never once swooped down on our area to save us from any type of injustice that's been going on. We don't seek validation at any point um, in any way, shape, or form as far as with it. It's, it's the whole behind the concept of Black Lives Mattering. It's not, you know, it's, it's for us, people that's actually fighting with it, fighting for it, and I'm here with my team members now. It's not a, uh, it's, it's, it's not really something that's it's a gray line, too. It's very easy. It's, it's, it's like how some people try to understand. We don't understand what y'all mean, but we it, 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 we understand very clearly what Black Lives Matter means. And we understand what making Black Lives Matter means in our area, even when it comes down to, like I said, feeding the community and everything else under the sun with uh, unifying for Black Lives and everything within it. And that's why we've been, you know, moving and operating in that thing. Because, like I said, you can't have a blueprint to an area that you've never been to or anything like that. But I can anybody say that we're not falling in line with what's going on with any type of national without that? Like I said, I do have other team members. They've studied up on it. I'm just saying me personally, as a as a me, no. That's it. But I said my Do we do we, we do we need to pull it up? Is that Yeah, is that, I mean like so like cause one of my things is I don't feel like the national organization. So and this is one of my questions that I was going to ask you, but it sounds like you might you may not even know this. The black I feel like as if the Black Lives Matter organization, the the national organization doesn't even care about straight black men. Like that's the general impression I get from the website, right? And I want to know how do, does your do people um does this make people hesitant? Even something like that make people hesitant to 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 want to work with y'all or feeling like maybe y'all are tied to the organization or or is that the general consensus in Virginia? Like, oh well, it's only about the name. It doesn't even matter. We don't care what's going on nationally. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, we catch the the deflections or whatever from from both sides from the LGBTQIA community. And then with everybody saying the group is Marxist. Um, and so I say, well, thus, the thing we've all the beginning is be the to what it could be, to what it should be. And, you know, saying operate in that. We, we believe in leading by example, like going out there and not just saying, oh, this is what we believe. This is how it should be done. No, doing the actual and, and trying it, trial and error. Doing it, putting in the time, putting in the work, putting in the effort to make sure it's actually done right. So that's why, you know what I'm saying, with it, you know, there's there, there can't be a guideline on something that, that people aren't at. at. I, I hate to, to be the dead horse, but that's what it comes back around to. So 
some people are, and, and, and another thing too, we, we realize is some people are hesitant against the LGBTQ right, and there's the same amount of people who aren't. Some people are hesitant against abortion, and there's the same amount of people who aren't. It's 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 yeah. all different realms, but yeah. it's, it comes uh, so, up. So you just said LGBTQIA. Am I right on that? I'm just trying to go because uh, I don't know what the IA means. I'm not. It's not a joke. I'm it's just. Actually, it's actually LGBTQIA What what? Okay, but what is that? Just educate me on that because I honestly don't know. Okay, L G. I know the L. I know. I get that part. Yeah, I get that part. You. I it's get the queer. Q. I get the Q. Yeah. I. What's the uh, I? Inter- intersectional. Okay. What's the A then? Asexual. Oh, fuck's sakes. <laughs> well, okay. I guess. Asexual. Yeah, yeah. Q is queer. Okay. All right. That's interesting. All right. I didn't. Yeah. But, that's just going to keep, you know, that's just going to keep expanding, I guess. Right. And yeah. so even with that, like I said, I mean, we don't have any kind of issue with the Right, community. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue that like I said we're we're constantly you know pushing and, and shoving down individual stoves because like I said that's not you know necessarily our fight mm-hmm. and so that's not our expertise or we are fully knowledgeable of. Mm-hmm. So that's not something that like I said we're going to come out here but because you sound ignorant if you come out here trying to stand up for something then somebody asks you something and you see y'all been asking me questions and if I can answer I can answer if I can't I can't mm-hmm. uh, and so something like that I would be stumped because even say like what you said like well, you don't even it's in the acronyms and even with acronyms it goes down to pronouns mm-hmm. and understanding how pronouns are even breaking down and it is a whole another different language and a whole other matrix to break down and like i said we're not you know you're not yeah. that it's, it's yeah i choose you know, not to take that pill i don't care what color it is i'm right. yeah i mean it's just I you have know. More question. Yeah, okay go ahead so, so considering this right considering that you haven't even read like the national page and that you are creating your own blueprint like you 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 told us this. I feel like you have the work that's shown this and the spirit for it, honestly, to bring out um, different type of people for one cause. Do you think that you would have or could be as, accept- as successful under a different name or do you feel like because of the national attention to Black Lives Matter, that is what helps propel your organization to be as seen. But we are under a different name, and it is with everything we put, and that is BLM 757. Be like Malcolm, be like Martin. Change may take seven days, five years, and seven centuries, but change will come. And we but came it's still under- a derivative. It's still a derivative, though. So I say even still with that, right. we came under this as under the hashtag of Black Lives Matter 757. Mm-hmm. That was our initial, I said, Philando Castile, um, but said, and we came in everything in the first place. And that is how we forever be in the history books, even in our own area as forever. That's our trademark. That's our claim to fame. That's how we came about. That's the history that's behind us. And it's, you know, in making black. And then, like I said, in the fact, in the spirit of knowing that there are different Black Lives Matter groups around the entire country, there's only 16 nationals. You can't tell me right now that you can, you know, can't find more than 16 nationals, even if you put at BLM up on your different things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you bring it up on Twitter, Instagram, or any of those other things. Yeah. So, okay, Rhonda, what do you think? What do you think about that? You're still you're processing that, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I'll, I let me. Think so I'll let me. Let me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just one last point. Even okay. Still, I said BLM five seven at this point is a staple in the area. You know, changing it would be appeasing to other people when we we have other things to focus on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, you know. I wasn't necessarily suggesting that you should change it, right? I was just wondering, do you feel like that's a big reason why a lot of people are able to to find you or maybe latch on or to connect with the because it's already kind of it's like it's like it's like everybody doing the red hats now right like the red hat they'll put something like instead of make america great it'll be something totally unrelated and it's kind of like the get people's attention like this one but then right there i rock that hat make your AR great again. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, 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 so it's like, like get them. It's like, you know, get them to pay attention. Uh-huh. But then once they're here, our agenda is different. Tight. I mean, yeah, it could, it could be back, but the only thing with that is, like I said, we, we, we've been here, like I said, even with the BLM 757, like, you're going to find more with that than you're going to find with Black Lives Matter 757. And like you said, it, it has been the work it's not it, our page didn't we didn't just wake up with uh you know 19,000 Instagram followers we didn't just wake up with 39,000 Facebook you know it was it was the work it was the different families it was everything coming in. it was reaching out it was like yeah. you know going to funerals of gun violence so people say oh y'all don't stand up against gun violence this, I'm talking about going to actual funerals and wakes of people who we don't know never met a day in our lives you know what I'm saying going to these different families you know starting these petitions these these captions to be a thousand pages long. They don't type themselves. These initiatives they don't type themselves. These graphics, these images, they don't produce themselves. This uh, these city council meetings, this uh, you know knocking on doors. None of this produces itself. So all this stuff built up from actually getting out here and doing it. And like even on our site and everything we do, we 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 made it be known. We are not with national. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, even with you out there with us, we let it be known. So we're not trying to ride the coattail of that. We do believe that Black Lives Matter. And I believe that anybody out here right now fighting, rather they call themselves uh, Bunquisha Shakur or whoever, they still hashtag Black Lives Matter. Now, regardless, that's just the, the thing, the name of everything that's going right now. So if they had social media in the 60s, it would probably be hashtag Civil Rights Movement. And, and that would be what all of that was based on. And that's what that was called right now. Even going to, to D.C., it's, it's Black Lives Matter, and that's what we are. Yeah, there is something to a name. I mean, Lil Nas X called himself Lil Nas X. The Lil, every freaking rapper is named Lil something. Nas is a rapper that existed out there. X, I don't, you know, I mean, you know, there's Malcolm X. Yeah, there's, you know, we could go in lots of different directions. Ultimately, you do have to do the work. Now, I'm going to put up this comment here. Jafari, um, and, and I don't know whether or not this is like one of your folks that came in or what, whatever, but I like showing different people's comments. Armed Vegan says, some of your dudes are real clowns. He should denounce blah, blah, blah. A lot of y'all stuck on stupid. BLM 757 does not follow national BLM. Stuck on stupid. That's his, uh, that's his thing there. So, I mean... I think what's happening here is that a lot of people are hearing that Black Lives Matter part, like Rhonda's saying, and then they're like, okay, you know, how do we, how do we associate these two things? I see that that happens to, to Maj from Black Guns Matter, right? There's, mm. people, there's people that don't necessarily want to support him because they think, wait, Black Guns Matter, in their brain... Like black or or they or in their brain they're saying hey is this like black lives matter what is this they don't when he was here on air people were asking him about that and i was surprised because i think he's been inside of the gun community for a long time um you know i don't know you're a gun guy right or wrong you believe you yeah. say okay do you own guns can you own guns i won't specify 
Okay, all right. That is that. That's like a rebuild. You're from Virginia, man. I, mm. Okay, but I, I think you said that at some point you you lost your ability to own guns, and you have that back. I want to specify. Okay, but um, all right. I wanted. To, I one thing I do want to specify is like I don't understand with this. I mean, I guess this was an informational, mm-hmm. but um, spending too much time defending ourselves mm-hmm. and, and less time, like I said, exulting, like I said, we actually do this positive mm-hmm. and how people can help and get down what we actually have going on um, in, in the different things in the community. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we, we spend so much time defending ourselves. Like I said, we feel like it's redundant at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I track to speak for itself. We easy Google Black Lives Matter 757 BLM 757 yeah. News Tips, tips YouTube, however. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know what I'm saying, where it's like this is just, you know, we, we, we like to have this conversation, and that's another reason, too. We did a conversation, but even still, you can, you can see it. I'm not exactly, we're not exactly easy to get on these different uh, media platforms because they say it, it's, it's always spent defending stuff instead of exuding what we actually do. And that's the same with the, you know, with the regular media. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we are here to do positive things. Like I said, like literally, like the track record literally speaks for itself. It's four years. It, it wasn't made in the wake of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. It's William Chapman, India Kager, Matthew Russian, Isaiah Swift. Uh, and I said, y'all probably don't know who I'm talking about right now. Uh, um, David Latham. Um, and this is all cases out of Virginia that's happening. Of justice just going ignored, and that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like the the unfortunate part about it, though, is is that that's what's going to happen when you are under a banner and people only see what the TV is bringing them. And that's another reason why I think it's important for people like me and like Hank and other uh, YouTubers that can combat some of these narratives to take up these um, stories. And that's also why I suggested to you breaking these things down on you guys' website as well and making that very clear distinction because I haven't been on the Black Lives Matter national page in a little while, but um, the last time I was, it was just just pictures of people. Just pictures of people and they would, you know, oh, justice for such and such. And then every now and again, they will post um, maybe like an event that was going to happen. And one of the immediate things that I noticed is you guys actually talk about legislation and I always talk about how important it is. Let me tell you why. I can put some things for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're under a nonprofit umbrella, you can't do but certain things. If you're not under that nonprofit umbrella, you can still hold the, the feet to the, to the fires of the individuals. So um, even still, uh, and with this, me being incarcerated, like this is one thing I just want to stick out there since we've been here. I said I was locked up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Trying to get protesters bail and other things is, is becoming a problem. They're not even letting activists out of jail now, even when they have a bond. And they're going to the, the facts of, of holding people in jail as long as they need to in their own local area. And this is right now. This is stuff that we need information put out there about that activists are actually under attack right now. Not wait, just- me, wait, I want to make sure I understood you correctly. So I was talking about the national page. And you said if you have nonprofit status, you aren't able to talk about legislation. Is that the point you were making? Not, not necessarily not talk about legislation, but you can't endorse candidates. You cannot endorse nonprofit umbrellas. But don't we ha- basically have information that they were funneling? Yeah, but money that's not. But they can't publish that on the website. I think that's what Jafari is saying. There's like technicalities that they have to live up to 
or get smacked upside the head. Out, but if you find out they are doing it behind closed doors, is that not like the same thing if their website is literally taking you to yeah, a but someone has website. to someone has to investigate that though people it's have all yeah people people would have to prove that yeah so, but i'm just saying with that like i said we can't speak on it like i said that once again blm757.org we can only speak for what we have going on mm-hmm. but like i said one with that like i said just another reason with it is you can't be a non-profit and hold defeat that's like y'all know people who have the, the churches every sunday before election have uh, a democratic candidate come there on this, the, the Sunday before election day to the biggest church in whatever city. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure y'all can attest to that. So they, they have them come up there and speak, but they never say we are endorsing or we are supporting. All they can say is this candidate is speaking, give them the stage and leave. They cannot say I am supporting this person as a nonprofit. You cannot. Yeah. Uh, let me get this question in and then there is some stuff I want to get in before we end, we end here because we got like 12 minutes, okay? Uh, Kermit Loves Bacon says, Hank Strange, can we bring up the dismantling of the family listed on the BLM website? It takes very little. It talks very little about men, period, I think he meant to say there. Um, so, okay, what's, what's, your, what's your position on that? Wait, what? Say that again? So he says, um, yeah, the dismantling of the family listed on the BLM website. It talks very little about men, period. So, look, if we want to, we can go to the BLM website here to, to be specific about what um, about what they're saying when it comes, you know, when it comes. In. There's a section of their website called uh, What We Believe In. Right. Uh, and it says we disrupt here. I'll throw it up on the screen for anyone who wants to see it. But you can find this is there. I'm going to go to this section. It's a whole thing that you could read. It says we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other's extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children to the uh, to the degree that mothers, parents and children are comfortable. Um, so. Yeah, the, I think the, the part that they're talking about, along with other things in here, is the part where they say, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement, which a lot of people are reading as, including myself, that, hey, we don't believe in, like, the traditional family, mother, father, children, you know, mothers and fathers raising the children together. You've already stated you're not part of that. What's, what's, your, what's your point of view on that? I mean, I'm, I'm not really giving my point of view on that, honestly. Like I said, I, don't, I honestly don't, like, I don't, I, it is like the 19th time. If we're not national, like, we're sitting here answering questions for a thing. That's a question to be directed towards them. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they have a comment section, an email section, a contact us section. That's a question that can be directly put right to them. Right. I'm, I'm bringing up that person's question, but I'm asking you, what's your, do you have an opinion on the family structure? Do you personally? I would rather not give it on this platform. Okay. All right. So let's do this. Um, do you do you care? Like, so we're the gun community here, right? That's the community that we're connected to. Do yeah, that was initial, our initial reason for all of this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, do you um, are you concerned with the gun community? Do you care about what's going on in the gun community? Would you like to link up with people in in the gun community here? Um, you know, obviously, there's lots of people like that in Virginia. I'm sure you've met some of those people at rallies and stuff like that. Do you have an interest in that and working together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we absolutely believe, I'm um, saying, in, in, in arming the black community. Um, it's something like I say, why we're, we met Miss Mary in the first place with um, the Second Amendment Get a Strap rally. 
is arming our community and making sure that we're out here with good gun sense and making sure that, um, you know, saying we are, you know, making sure we're able to defend ourselves against the police or the KKK or a common threat um, or against enemies, both domestic and foreign, which mm -hmm. is that, you know, constitutional language. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we definitely are trying to link with more individuals. Do yeah, I don't know if that's in the Constitution. That's probably more like the, what the Marines believe in or something like that, or uh, an oath that folks make when they go into the military. We do want to normalize the carrying mm -hmm. of weapons. We do want to make sure people normalize and not thinking everything is icky. And um, mm -hmm. I, I, more importantly, don't be brainwashed by the Democrats and thinking that the whole entire black community wants all the guns taken out of the black community because that's a false narrative, to mm -hmm. say the least. Guns are not brought in. The guns who are killing black lives are not legal guns or not legal gun owners who are choosing to protect their family from this type of stuff. So when they continue to restrict things, including most recently here in Newport News, restricting uh, and, and totally banning open carry in public is ridiculous. So that's why we stand against that type of thing. Like I said, it's, it's different city. Every different city has its own set of laws. You can't carry assault rifles in Virginia Beach. And now you can't open carry in Newport News, period. And this is all in Virginia, the same exact area. So mm -hmm. you go on, it's like traveling state to state. You know, some states you can carry a gun. But if you go through Maryland with a gun, you literally have to have it put together and uh, well, taken apart and thing in your trunk. If you're pulled over, you can literally go to jail. They don't care what your clearance is or which concealed permit license is or whatever. So, you know, keep yeah, it. That's, you know, that's similar. This is a similar thing like that in California. I mean. So, so people are asking me to put up your website, right? Because I, I honestly think that you're making a point that, you know, like if we want to talk to Black Lives Matter, the national group, we got to get those guys to come on. We have you coming on and people are like, well, okay, so can we see your website? I've looked for it and I think Rhonda asked you about that. There's not actually a website up right now, right? BLM757.org. Okay, BLM757.org. Okay, so there's something yeah. there. We could go there and we could show folks that, right? As of right now, it's the mission statement and it's the, uh, it's the base. Um, I'm saying, but it takes you to all our social media platforms, and that site will be up <clears throat> within the next week, and it'll have the different petitions we participate in, and what you ask about about some of the extensive resume or what we participate in, um, different like say campaigns and initiatives and things we've done. But as of right now, it's simply a landing page. Um, as of right now, like I said, we tell people they can Google BLM seven five seven or Black Lives Matter seven five seven. We recommend clicking the news link. Um, it'll show you things we've done news-wise, but if you don't do the news link, it'll show you everything else. Uh, Black Lives Matter 757, our Facebook page, pretty much has all our live feeds, so people can see literally exactly how we interact with the uh, at the protest. So they can see like if, if we are out there looting or doing whatever, all the lives are there. It's just a matter of going there and clicking it. Um, we have our YouTube as well, BLM 757, which, like, again, Google is our best friend. Yeah. Um, so like you know all that and i said the, the site will be up this next week but you know sites are free like i said again we are not funded so um okay with that being said. so <laughs> and what i was doing while you were talking about that i did find it i went to it i showed you guys there's not a lot there it is pretty much like a landing page um there's social media on there that you all could go to if you go to blm757.org so www.blm757.org if you, you know, if you want to find it. And, and there's links to your uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter up there. Uh, it says Black Lives Matter is an ideological and political intervention in a world where black lives are systematically and intentionally targeted for demise. Uh, it's an affirmation of black folks' uh, contributions to this society, our humanity, and our resilience in the face of deadly oppression. 
the mission, unite and push for civil accountability and responsibility both within law enforcement and the community. And the goal, our ultimate goal is to unite and prosper through collaborative efforts between hashtag Black Lives Matter 757, community residents, elected officials, law enforcement, and grassroots organizations. I'm just reading that out because, you know, it's going to be on audio and all that kind of stuff. So if you guys want to specifically find it, go over there and tell him to make this a real complicated, sexy website so that he could tell you, okay, send us some money, help us make it. Uh, like I said, man, this stuff ain't cheap, man. Hosting and all that, y'all know, man, this thing, we, like I said, we're not funded. Like I said, we don't have billions of dollars. I would have that whole Soros thing. I wish I did have some Soros money. Maybe I got some Soros. That, com- that comes with Soros connections, man. You might find yourself having to fly out to a to an island somewhere. <laughs> that might not be. Listen, like I said, decentralization. The people people could choose, man. I asked you to come on so that you could talk. People could listen to you. I, I'm not. I don't know whether where people are going to come down. Right? That's not my responsibility. Every person out there, huh? I definitely appreciate you even having me. Like I said, I'm, I'm all over these conversations. Like I said, yeah. man, like, this is once, once again, this is this is poetry in motion showing its interactions. I had an interaction with Ms. Mary. Yeah. said that you were a good guy. So we had that conversation. Yeah. There's a thousand other people that's like, oh, we want to interview. And it's like, okay, we're actually in the streets. Like I said, this is 103rd day. It's not you just wake up and protest, put yourself together. Mm-hmm. And no, it's, it's, it's literal you know, putting, you know, you know, a lot of work, emails, text calls, yeah. text team here my lovely team who do so many amazing things do you want to show the team you want to put them on yes. camera or something let's show let's see the team come on team get in there two of the team here all right hey. what's up hey, hey y'all hey go. renee because she had to leave early that day because okay. uh she had the emergency but um like i said we are here we operate as a unit um we love everybody and we hope for the best in the world but if need be we'll do whatever it takes to make other stuff happen. Yeah, listen, I appreciate your patience, especially in this light. And I just want you to realize this. We're not done yet. I've got one more. I've got at least one question. But I appreciate the fact that you had the patience to come on here and take a lot of questions about an organization that you don't front. You're not, you don't have any connection to. Um, Here's what I want to ask you, right? Mm -hmm. What do you want the people in the gun world to know about you and what you're doing? What do you want those guys out there What's the big takeaway? Like when you leave here, if you think, you know, let's, let's like go into the future and you think, man, I didn't say this. I didn't get this out to these guys. What is the important thing you want these guys to know about you and your organization? We support the Second Amendment. Um, we, we put boots on the ground to search for missing girls when they go missing because they can't uh, search for them because, quote unquote, uh, if they're a runaway or something like that, we will put boots on the ground. Um, we as men or even say I said that myself, some of what we have to protect our families uh, with these firearms if need be. And if the, the military or the government or police come at us and all we have is a pew pew shooter or a water gun, ain't nothing happening. They can easily come in your house, take all your belongings. And we're seeing that. And um, I said that, you know, we, we have a lot more in common than we have different, you know, try to look past what's going on and look at actual, you know, actions. We know it's a little harder to, you know, research every individual one. But, you know, you just can't put if you can't say treat us how you want us to treat to police or whoever. Don't put everybody in a blanket. Look at what they've been doing, what they have been doing. And like I said, that's why we can we can stand in confidence because we can sit here and say, hey, 
we've done this and give you a laundry list of things. You can look at the video. You can look at the links. You can look at everything. And you can choose the point and look at the small, minuscule mistakes we may or may not have made when we were early activists, just getting started, just getting our wings. But we didn't have a historian's knowledge of information in our brains once we started activism. It's once you, you know, continue to stay in that fight and continue to stay in that lane that you get to see that what all is going on. You're not going to come into something just having, you know, being the be all means of something. So, you know, we're still learning. We're always willing to have a conversation. Um, if nothing else, like I said, we'll, we we're, you know, we'll agree to disagree. Um, and like I say we are civil people. We do try to do things diplomatically. So don't just look at everybody in one bubble or in one microscope, you know, get to know who you're actually dealing with and take it from there. Don't judge any book by its cover. You know, peace and blessings, love to all, unity, like I said, the mission statement on our page is what we are, and it has been the message for four years, and we have not strayed from it. Okay, awesome, and then I'm going to give I'm gonna give Rhonda a chance here to do a wrap-up, and I'm going to definitely come back to you, Jafari, and give you the last word, but we got to, you know, we got to respect oh, yeah, Miss Rhonda Mary, yeah, yeah, what, what's your, <laughs> where are you at, Rhonda Mary? <laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you for having me on again, Jafari. I am glad you came on to be able to, you know, get your story out a little bit more and, um, what you guys are doing. Cause one of my main missions is combating the mainstream media and showing just, you know, everything is not a hundred percent. There are a lot of things that are nuanced, um, and like you said, don't put people in a box. So, and y'all, I'm Rhonda Mary. Make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube. We're trying to get to 10,000, okay? Rhonda Mary. Uh, yes, yes, please do go to Rhonda Mary and subscribe. Oh, can I, can yes, I shout you, yeah, you can shout, you can shout out stuff. Go ahead, man. What's uh, what do you want to shout out? I just started my little YouTube, Jafari Speaks. I'm saying I got a lot of speeches over the last four years, and I'm saying I'm about to start putting them up there. But if y'all want to find me on my personal pages, it's at Jafari757. That's J-A-P-H-A-R-I-I-757. The movement uh, at BLM757. Um, at Black Lives Matter 757 on Facebook, the group page and the like page. I'm saying, like I said, another initiative we have, I Am The Change Today, encouraging people to be the change daily, not just when the spotlight is on. Um, encouraging everybody to be the change, even if it's helping somebody cross the street, giving somebody a dollar if you have it. Just, you know, help as many people as you can in this life. I'm saying you only live once. You know, people always going through something. You never know your kind words or your uh, a simple positive post could do for somebody. Try to be on the right side of history and try to be on the positive light of perspective, man. And live and let live. You know, peace and blessings to all, man. That's just all. Okay. All right. Very cool. Here's something that I'm going to say. Uh, first of all, thanks to both of you guys, but a big thanks to Jafari for coming on here. Um, you know, I, it's a little bit like coming on, coming into the lion's den. I respect that. Right. Um, but I want to say this to both of you guys, because I, I want to see Rhonda Mary's uh, YouTube channel hit that 10,000 mark. Um, I was, you know, you guys can come in here. This is going to actually live on this channel in, in the whole two hours, there's going to be people that come in and have comments and stuff like that. You guys might want to check back in with that so that you can communicate with those people and uh, interact with them a little bit. And the same thing, I'm going to pull out some of the snippets. I think all of that helps, you know. I think that there, especially I would like to invite folks out in the audience that are in Virginia. What am I saying, Virginia? Virginia. Virginia. 
757. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the 757 and you want, if you've got more questions and stuff like that for Jafari, you want to talk to him. He says that he's down with the, with the Second Amendment. He, he at least wants to make uh, some bridges and inroads here. And I would invite you guys to communicate with him. I'm not trying to tell you that you have to do something, but let's all communicate and see where we have commonalities that we can work with each other because we're all out here by ourselves. You know, we really, we don't have a lot of people out there fighting for us. We're in this position, I feel right now, that we've got to fight for each other where we can, right? There's definitely people that have gone over to one side or the other, but there's but a lot of the things that we have in common, we have to try to figure out how to preserve that. Because if we don't, then we will be really dealing in an all-out, you know, like civil war type situation, and it's not going to be fun. So... My suggestion is you really, you know, make your best efforts to do something about that before we get there. Um, here, here's what I want to do. I want you guys to sit right there. Don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm going to run the end and then I'm going to come back and uh, give the last word. So I'm just going to run in the end. Big shout out to Harry's Holsters. Thanks so much for uh, sponsoring the podcast. Make sure you guys go to HankStrange.com. Let me run in the end. Everyone sit there. Make sure you guys smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. Every time we go live, we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places where you uh, get your audio podcasts. People listen to us in Italy and Germany, even Iran, crazy places like that around the world. Who wants the, who wants the last word here? We're a crazy place. Huh? We're a crazy place. Oh, the 757? <laughs> Sometimes the 757, man. I don't know if this is the last word, but like I said, if we look at these other countries and see them at war, we're right here right now. We got people clashing with protests, people being spread pays, and people setting themselves on fire. We look like these other countries, and I, I encourage everybody to look at how we will look to another country in their eyes. Like, we, we got, we are at war. Where is our savior? Who gonna come here and say that America's treating us wrong? Like, we go to other countries and tell them they're treating their people wrong. Like, it's, I sat thinking about that for a little bit. Bring me uh, back. I want to conversation. It's not us defending ourselves the whole time. You, you, you're you're, you're welcome to come back, man. If you, you like, I, I would invite you just like Rhonda comes on, uh, sits here sometimes as a panelist. Can the whole team be next time? You know what? We got to talk to Lola. Lola's the boss of all that. <laughs> but we could definitely we could work something out and we can definitely have you guys back. I would I just want to say I don't I'm going to tell you guys I think there's problems in America. We're not on a war footing. You will know it when when America gets there, you'll know it. It doesn't look like this. It's not we're not going to be able to talk to each other like this and have all these pleasantries that we have right now like there's lights on and air conditioning. And all that in a real war setting. If you've ever lived inside of that, you would know what I'm talking about. But I do. I acknowledge the strife that's going on in America that you're talking about. One hundred and three days. You tell me. <laughs> once you go and step foot in these streets for one hundred and three days straight, I will let you say exactly what you just said. Until then, there's a war going on outside. No man can save us. Uh, I, I think uh, I think that's individual. That's perception inside the mind. There's definitely things happening, but I'm li I'm living in the world too. I'm living in the world too. That's not that's not what I see from my point of view. But I do understand that it feels like that to people out there. The real situation where every American feels like that is going to look completely different. Mm. I, I promise you that. I promise you that. No one wants it. I don't want it. I would rather that we talk like this before we get there. Rhonda Mary, I'm going to let you have the. The, the, the last word. Go ahead. 
It's been a wonderful night, y'all. We're, we're out. Bye. <laughs> she, she ended it. She needs to run for office right there. I'm for her, and I definitely endorse her, definitely. <laughs> All right, stay right there, Jafari. All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. We're out. Peace.